and welcome to another episode of Prospects After Dark. It is Sunday, January 27th, 2019. Uh, we are coming at you live from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, as you know, I am Kyle Reese. I am your host. Uh, this is a Birds on the Black production uh, for the Prospects After Dark. Look, it's been... It's been a couple of weeks since I've seen you. Last weekend, uh, hello, hey, Nelson. Uh, last weekend, we uh, couldn't have Prospects After Dark because there was a snow shitstorm going on out there. And uh, so we had to skip last weekend. Here we are, right, in for me, right here for you. Bring your questions, bring your comments, bring your thoughts. Uh, you guys know how Prospects After Dark works. We talk about anything that you want to talk about, well, whether it be crazy or baseball-related or not. Uh, hey, aren't you so sad we can't trade for Whit Merrifield? Holy cow, what's going on there? Uh, Whitewater attorney Adam Van Grek, we raise our glass to you, Adam. Uh, I'm sorry I missed you at Winter Warm-Up last weekend. The, uh, the rain really, uh, rain, the snow really screwed everything up. So to you, I raise my glass. Hmm. Uh, again, so, rain sucked, all that stuff. Oh, hey, hack muff, uh, crowd chance, let's get weird, let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. So, a couple things I want to go over real fast. Uh, first is, look at this. Look at this thing. This beautiful black Prospects After Dark beanie cap that the lovely and talented Cardinals gifts had made for me. The second thing we're going to go over is this lovely and amazing and incredible purple beanie. That's a Prospects After Dark beanie. Uh, I love these. And we had a couple people win the purple ones, about five of them. I, they've been showing them on Twitter. I love them. I hope you, I hope we get the chance to sell them because they're amazing. Uh, let's see. Hey, Audge, how are you? Uh, are you going to Jupiter this spring from Nelson? Uh, you know, Nelson, my plan is to find my way down to spring training. Uh, I've actually been craving it this last week. I've been thinking about it a lot. But I have kind of a family situation that makes it tough for me to commit to being able to go to Palm Beach or Jupiter. So it'll be one of those things where probably in the last week or week and a half or maybe two weeks of March, if I can find cheap airfare, I'll jet down to Palm Beach and, and we'll make it happen. Uh, Audge asks, as Cards Gift writes it down, and by the way, uh, these questions stream quickly on my phone. I don't really have a whole lot of time to be able to like look and I miss a lot of stuff. But if you post a question, Cards Gifts will send it to me via DM here on Twitter and hopefully we can get to it. Before we get to Audge here in a second, Graham says, hey, remember when you didn't Periscope when you were in, down in Florida? I do remember. I ended up spending a, a great week with my brother and his lovely girlfriend. And, uh, uh, sorry, Graham, I don't know what else to say. I wanted to, I just never got around to it. Plus, you know, I'm going to get kicked out of the stadium more than likely. Uh, Kyle, I joined right now just to tell you that I am so drunk at the Spurs game right now. Good, Hodge. Good. Get drunk at the Spurs game and find Tim Duncan. I'm sure he's there. Kyle, I'll be at spring training in March and have family there. Let me know if I can help. Thank you very much, Adam. You're, you are an amazing man. Uh, I'm glad that you and Caleb had a great time at winter warm-up. And uh, I, I appreciate that greatly. Goff underscore 78 asks, how concerned should we be about Marcelo Zuna's shoulder? So uh, I was talking about this on Twitter earlier in the week, and this is a good question, and it's going to be relevant, and it's probably going to be something we're going to be talking about for two months. What I feel about Marcelo Zuna's shoulder is that maybe now isn't the time to start worrying about it. I know that John Mazelak maybe made some comments at winter warm-up that put fans on edge. Uh, I interpreted those comments a little differently than I think most people did. Uh, I'm also not necessarily like an overly emotional fan, so it makes it really tough for me to like find that solid common ground with a lot of fans. But when I heard what John Mozellak said about Marcelo Zuna, the way that I interpreted it was that they are upset that they haven't had communication with him. And they're upset that he's undergoing things kind of like on his own terms away from them. But I never really got the impression that they were too concerned about his health. They were just upset with 
how he was going about things. So for the last week to see him post on Instagram and Snapchat or whatever the hell other social media outlets he's been posting on where he's working out and taking swings and laying down with that big Marcelo Ozuna, big bare body. Uh, what I'll say to your question, golf underscore 78 about Ozuna's health is it's nothing I'm worried about until we get to spring training. You know, People forget that last spring training, it should have been our first clue with Ozuna because he would get he he was scratched a couple times out of the lineup, and uh, also it just wasn't bueno. It took him a while for him to get going. He was scratched out of the lineup sometimes. Uh, if we see that again, then I'll start to get worried. Uh, I think he's been posting on Grinder a lot. Yeah, who hasn't? Kyle, have you been told by your local sports writer that you're dumb for wanting Harper today? No, not today. Believe it or not, I've been so hard at work at the Dirty Thirty Five that I haven't had much time. To really, uh, to really tweet, but I'm sure had I tweeted about it, a local sports writer would have told me how stupid I am. Okay, with uh, okay, what extension for Goldie would you be comfortable with? No extension. Uh, I would sign him as a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, other than that, like if I had to, maybe four years, a hundred mil, something like that. If you had a, the, if you had to substitute the Langford jersey for something else, what jersey would it be? From John Redbird, uh, it would be my Alex Bregman jersey, and then that'd be it. Predictions on when Harper and Machado sign. Uh, I'll say one of the two, and I'm not going to get specific, one of the two sign the day before pitchers and catchers reports of February 11th, I think, or February 10th. Uh, And then after that, I'll say the other one signs two weeks uh, at the end of February. I don't know at this point, man. It just doesn't seem like there's an end in sight. Uh, When are you releasing the Dirty 35? That's a great question. So... Uh, what I worked on today is I worked on the article for the guys who graduated off the list. There's four of them. And then I, I wrote the article for the 10 men out, the guys who fell out just outside of the Dirty 35. More than likely, those articles will come out before February 12th, and we'll start uh, doing each write-up starting on February 12th with prospect number 35. Uh, but look around the 10th, uh, February 10th and February 12th for the write-ups. That's when the Dirty 35 comes out. And I've got to tell you guys, uh, this is like this project – Along with like the notes that I've written throughout the years and watching minor league baseball, like it probably takes me somewhere between 100 to 200 of my personal hours to do. Uh, please enjoy it. Please love it. Please give me your feedback. Let me know what you would like out of it, uh, what you would like different. Uh, I really want you to enjoy it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't want you to enjoy it. So let's let's make the Dirty 35 exactly what we made Prospects After Dark. Let's make the Dirty 35 this community. Uh, and tell me what you think. Give me your thoughts, and let's make it better if we can. Uh, Randy Carriker is 100% getting hand jobs from DeWitt to spew nonsense. That was uh, so. Again, I'm not going. I'm going to try my hardest not to levy criticism on, on the local media. Uh, what they do isn't easy. Uh, it seems like they're trying to make it as easy on themselves as possible. Again, I'm not going to hate on them, but what I will say is sometimes, especially in that little Twitter thing that was happening with Randy Carriker. What they're trying to tell us is that they've been told that the Cardinals aren't going to go after Harper. Uh, but they're doing a poor job of saying that the Cardinals aren't going to go after Harper. What they do is they end up defending the Cardinals. And the problem is because Cardinals fans, uh, myself, Cards Cards, uh, everyone who was involved in that conversation has already trouble, done all the troubleshooting for these issues that the, the writers bring up and the organization brings up. It's a one-sided argument where everyone is on one side and then the other person is on the other. I almost feel bad for Randy Carricker. Uh, I probably, you know, I should have stayed out of that conversation. I never should have got involved in it. Uh, and I did. And a lot of people did. Uh, and the truth is we're in the right on this one. Uh, but you're right. I haven't. It's a whole thing, and it definitely seems like there's a section of the the fan base, uh, a section of the writers rather, that are just going through something that that maybe you and I don't even understand. 
Uh, let's see. They need to change the signing period for free agents from Randall Rhodes. Now, Randall, this is a little while ago, and I'm sorry for taking a little bit of time to get to it. Randall, it's great to see you at Randall Rhodes. Okay, so tonight we are drinking Buffalo Trace out of our amazing Birds on the Black uh, uh, I Avocado Pad, I Heart Pad mug. Uh, another thing that just happened, as always, is the lovely and talented Jason Hicks found his way into Prospects After Dark. So to the godfather of Prospects After Dark, uh, uh, the queen as it were, of uh, 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 Prospects After Dark, Jennifer Hicks, and the patron prospect himself, Jordan Hicks, we raise our glass. Uh, Mr. Hicks, it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Buffalo Trace is awesome. So, to Randall Rhodes' question, and by the way, Mr. Hicks, I'm sorry I couldn't get together with you guys again last weekend. Stupid storm, stupid snow, but I'm glad that you guys made it to and from home uh, safely. That matters more to me than anything. Randall Rose asked about like a shortened free agent signing period. And I know this is something that our boy Mac Huff, uh, uh, who I love, and I've been fortunate enough to get to know as I get to know Ashley, um, Mac Huff mentioned, like maybe make the signing period January 1st, like from the end of the season to January 1st. If they're not signed by January 21st, then they have to sit out X amount of games or there's enough, you know, something like that. I think that's a little drastic. Uh, I don't know how I would augment it. The, the way to augment the free agent signing period is to force teams to not tank. You know, look, look, this is one thing that, like, the Reds are doing this right. They're doing the rebuild right. But teams like the White Sox are finally starting to kind of do a rebuild right. Uh, the way to change a free agent signing period is just force teams to spend money. If, put a salary cap or a salary floor there. If they don't spend X amount of money, then that money gets taxed anyways. Then the, then the money below the, the, the floor gets taxed. Do something like that. Start there before you shorten the free agent signing period. Uh, force teams to spend money. That, that, that's my thought about it. I still think that even if you go into January 1st, all that's going to end up, like, say you do it from the end of the regular season, the end of the uh, postseason to January 1st, all that's going to do is cost the players in the long run. Because what's going to happen is they're going to go up against a timetable uh, that that forces their hand. And you know what? Right now, we all should be on the side of the players, not on the side of the owners. The players should should be fighting for every dollar they can. And by capping when they can sign, that stops them from maybe getting the most dollars that they can, too. Uh, Austin Stone, a little while, asked, Kyle, how fast do you think the Pools return series tickets sell out? Minutes. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't a whole lot of single-seat tickets uh, or single-game tickets available for that. It seems like everyone has already bought, like, those tickets and packages and stuff. Uh, salary floor makes sense. And again, I want to also emphasize that as I talk about this salary floor, I am not a lawyer. Uh, I am not smart enough to be able to get down to the intri like intrinsic details about what that would like entail. Uh, but like that's just like the baseline premise. Uh, let's see, as, as Whitewater Attorney, as Adam Van Grack says, the current CBA is very owner-favored. And again, it was one of those things that when it happened, and I, you don't have to look any further than when the CBA was agreed on two years back, to see that every national, every person in the national media was writing an article saying that this is bad for baseball in the long run, and it's going to head towards, it, it's going to be the catalyst for a potential work stoppage in, you know, when the, when the CBA ended. Everyone saw it coming except for the, 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 I guess maybe even the owners to a degree, but uh, Major League Baseball Players Association, and it's heartbreaking. Uh, Matheny Sucks says, I need a little Craig Mish in my life. You can never have enough Craig Mish. Uh, uh, Sexbot says, you are very smart. I am very smart, Sexbot. Love me with your sexy robotic mouth. 
Uh, does a salary floor... Hey, friggin' cards! Uh, does a salary floor help with the slow-moving, late signing of players? Uh, so, in my premise, it would, right? It, with the idea, and again, I don't know what the number is. You know, for me, I would force it to be really high. I would say, like, $100 million uh, annual salary for your team. More than likely, Major League Baseball will make it something like... If they were to do it, they'd make it something like $50 million, and it wouldn't even matter. Uh, but it would have to be something drastic, and yes, it would. It would, because more teams would be involved in these free agents uh, so that their money wasn't taxed. It would force them to sign that now would it speed it up to how it was years ago probably not but i think we would find some middle ground but that's a good question friggin' cars i love you buddy you can buy a sex robotic mouth on amazon i think you're damn right you can i know you can buy a wand how do you feel about the rams making super bowl i don't care at all uh, i'm not one to get much invested into uh uh football i'll be rooting for the patriots but that's partially because i'll be honest with you like I just have so much respect for Tom Brady. Guys, don't talk to me about... I don't know what you said, Ashley. I'm sorry. Number one pick for World Series champs. Uh, 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 fuck me. Hold on. Quinn uh, says, one pick to World Series champs. Number two pick to teams with the most wins. The rest to reverse standing. Oh, you're talking about the draft. Uh, you know, one thing that I would definitely like in the draft, and it would be really interesting, is I would like to see everyone just thrown in round by round. Like, maybe that first round is the worst record gets this. It gets the first spot and so on and so forth. But what about if every round after that, it was literally just like everyone was put into the, the wheel and it was drawn randomly. And maybe even do that with the first round. What I know is that the, it's, it's not necessarily the draft picks that are driving, uh, these, these rebuilds, these tankings. It's the prospects that player, the teams are acquiring in trades. That are driving the tanking, right? And sure, a, a lot of times those early draft picks are, are, are part of it, but it's more those prospects that they're getting in return in trades that, that have helped accelerate it. Uh, again, Cubs had Chris Bryant, and, and that helps. But look around. It wasn't just Chris Bryant. It was all of the other prospects that they gained in those trades and all of the international signings that happened. Uh, yo, what's the chance that we actually spend money and get a Kimbrel if we miss Harper? Zero. Zero chance. MLP needs a lottery, sort of. That'd be interesting. Something like that. Uh, something to... Look... I don't know what Major League Baseball needs. <coughs> Pardon me. I don't know what Major League Baseball needs, but they need something different, and something needs to change. But the problem is the owners have so much power right now that even if they give up enough uh, and the, uh, the Baseball Players Association ends up winning uh, the public perception, the court of public perception as we enter the next collective bargaining agreement, there is still a lot of leeway there. There is still a lot where the owners... Uh, look like they came ahead. There's a, there is going to be a major renaissance. There needs to be some major changes uh, in baseball. I didn't like that answer, Kyle. Try again. Uh, whatever you want is the answer I want. MLB needs a team in Portland and Las Vegas. I'm not sure about Las Vegas, but I am very much on board for a team in Portland. You know, one of the things that I've been saying now for a while, and I believe the guy's name is Maury Brown or uh, what's it? Uh, Tom Tom Murray. I don't remember what his name is, but he's the guy who's been writing for Forbes about the uh, the Portland effort to bring a major league team to Portland. Uh, one thing I've been saying for a really long time, honestly, I, I love the St. Louis Cardinals. I love St. Louis. Uh, my brother, who I, love in, who I love, is in Portland. And it would be hard for me to not move to Portland if there was major league baseball there. It's hard for me to not move to Portland now. Uh, but it, it'd be hard not to move because Portland is a beautiful, amazing town. And if they had major league baseball, then that would be just enough for me. Five or six-year contract should be max. That'd be interesting. You know, for me... Uh, uh, for me, and my brother Scott just asked me what my brother Jim's lady friend name is. It's Jen. Uh, Scott, I don't know if you're watching this, and I'm not going to text you. So, Michael, if you're watching this, if you would text my brother Scott and let him know. Uh, I think that the five- to six-year contract thing, that's really interesting. I think that's what teams are trying to do, and I think that we're seeing that de facto. Uh, 
what I would like, we talk about five or six years, teams have six full seasons of, of devoted control of their players. One thing that I would like to see change is I would like to see that change to four years, four years, five years at the most. Six years is too many years. It digs into prime years uh, that p- players would otherwise get paid for that they won't. Even with the arbitration system, I think players should see an arbitrator immediately, uh, and I I think that that would be a good first step. Technically, your stomach thinks all potatoes are mashed potatoes. That's a really good point. I, I'm Hack Muff is a scientist. I appreciate a good science class. Uh, devoted control will be less in the CBA. I agree. Uh, Patrick B says Nick Dunn. Yeah, look, uh, I'm not a big fan of Nick Dunn. He's not on the dirty 35, and he's not one of my 10 men out. But I will say that he has that advanced contact tool. Doesn't strike out a lot. Walks plenty. Blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Not a very good second baseman, but he's a fine second baseman. Uh, Maryland product. Probably works up through the organization pretty quick. It's just that there are a lot of other prospects in the organization that are better than him. Seven years if you have stupid claws in your contract like Brian and Ozuna. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a team in Hawaii would be dope. Can you imagine? I-, I can only imagine like how tough it would be. Sorry, I need a drink. I'm going faster than my mind tonight, guys. I can only imagine how tough it would be from like a financial standpoint to have a team in Hawaii. It, that's not even thinking about the travel. Second you hit majors, you activate one year pre-arb. That is a big thing. That is something that I like a lot. Next year in full pre-arb, then two years of ARB. That's I agree. I think the minute you make a major league debut, you should be arbitration eligible. I think that super two jockeying of a, of a, a control clock is a joke. I think major league baseball is just another thing that major league baseball should be embarrassed with, but that they adopt wholeheartedly. Uh, Look, that entire system is jacked up. And then again, you guys know where I am on all this. One thing that gets me fired up in a super, super way is when we start talking about minor league pay. And that's something that needs to change. Look, I know that I've heard, you know, people talk about, well, if you pay the minor leaguers and there's less teams, which means less minor leaguers, uh, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. What I know is that you could double the salary of most minor leaguers uh, throughout every system. And it would not affect the like the bottom line for a lot of organizations, for nearly every organization. And I say I know that. I guess I don't technically know that. But come on, man. Baseball is a $10 billion industry. And sure, those guys get pimped out to other, you know, to those minor league farm system teams. But that doesn't mean that the the uh, umbrella corporation, that doesn't mean that the motherland of each organization can't afford to play those players to play on those teams. Uh, look, the entire system is broke. Players do not get paid enough, even like at the high end now, as these owners keep pushing the salaries down. And I know that that's a hot take, uh, but it's something that we need to accept. Again, like I see people vilifying the players for trying to get every cent that they can. Well, you know what? They should. A lot of these players won't get a, like an actual active pension that'll help them throughout their entire throughout their entire lives. Look, the, the entire system's broken and needs complete refixing. Salary of minor leaguers will not alert, alter minor leagues. Uh, you're right, Adam. It's something we've talked about. MLB needs a couple East Coast teams with an ocean to hit home runs into. I like that. Look, I'm all about home runs being hit into anything. You'd think it would be boring being stuck in Triple so your team didn't have to pay you. Well, you know, well, exactly. Not even boring, but like, what do you have to learn? Like, what do you, what do you have to gain by, by that? Nothing. Uh, just let the men get paid from Rebby Grill. Rebby, our good friend, I agree. Uh, what do you think is an acceptable salary for minor leaguers? Uh, look, I, Here's what I think, is I think at the very least, minor leaguers should make minimum wage. At the very least, I don't think minor leaguers should be exempt to minimum wage laws. There should not be legislation passed last April that exempt them from getting minimum wage. They should at least get minimum wage. That's like, I'll, 
I know that's not a huge hill to die on, but they should at least get minimum wage. There should be a clock in, a clock out system, so that they can get paid for the 10 hours that they're at the stadium working their ass off. Uh, that's my own personal opinion. And you know what? That, at the very least, it would, it would double their salary. And if not triple it, if not, you know, times four. It, that's how little minor leaguers get paid. Uh, again, you know, $2,000 a month. $2,000 a month at the lowest level. I don't think that's too much to ask. Uh, you know, it's not too much to ask. Uh, they're kids, and they're getting abused for following their dream. And it doesn't matter how much work they're putting in. They're still getting abused for following their dreams. And then when you bring it up to a certain section of the fan base or people who don't watch baseball and you say, look, these kids aren't making any money. They say, well, they're following their dreams. Well, fuck your dreams and fuck anybody who wants you to make less than minimum wage for following your dreams. It's a joke. Uh, let's see. Uh, Victoria Dryden, a $50,000 then increase from $20,000, $25,000 for each increasing level, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. When Bryce Harper's contract is worth more than total pay for double A and triple A team, or A through triple A teams. So the other thing that's really tough is that, and it's something we've talked about a lot, and the minors right now as well might be able to get one of them. Uh, the other thing that we get lost in too is, you know, we don't necessarily know the numbers. I know this. I have not had much luck getting minor leaguers to tell me how much they make. And the ones that have told me how much they make are very, very against that information becoming public. One, I think, is because of embarrassment, honestly. Like, the numbers are embarrassing. Uh, you wouldn't work for those numbers, I'll tell you that, uh, even to play baseball. Uh, also, there is a fear within minor, league, within minor league baseball that even bringing it up will get you blackballed out of baseball. Uh, even former players don't want to bring it up. Like, it's incredible, this, like, mafia-like thumb that the minor leaguers are put under. The Save America's Pastime Act, that's it, yeah. Uh, it's like talking to North Korean labor workers, I don't know about that, uh, but you might be right. How do we optimize our 40-man roster from Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin the House, I think is what it's supposed to be. Uh, Kevin, or Kev in, uh, how do we optimize it? Well, first off, right, they got a lot of redundancies. Uh, personally, like... I don't know if Luke Gregerson, and that was one of the, the news bits that came out of Winter Warm-Up, that Luke Gregerson might not be ready to go. I, I would, I honestly would probably cut ties with Luke Gregerson. Justin Williams would probably go for me. Uh, I, I'd tidy up the roster that way. I, I personally would trade either Jed Jerko or Jose Martinez for prospects, not necessarily for something that uh, affects the Major League team right now. Uh, what I would do is I would emphasize cleaning up those redundancies that you don't necessarily need. There aren't a ton of them, really. There's only like... Th Four or five, but there's also people that are just clogging roster spots. Uh, I think there's a chance Jose Adolis Garcia, Jag might be one of those people, but one step at a time. A uh, buddy at Memphis a few years ago made 9K for the year, paid over seven months. Yeah, see, again, just over, th what, 15, uh, 1300 a month. Not a whole lot going on there. Can I have your autograph from G Brown 512? Yeah, I live at 5079 Waterman Apartment 309, St. Louis, Missouri, 3108. Send that to me. Uh, when does Cecil get DFA'd? I'll say that it doesn't happen. Uh, uh, let's see. Not sure if this has been addressed, but how does Mar, uh, not sure if this has been addressed, but does Machado Harper being unsigned carry into spring training? I'll say one of them does. Uh, I'll say that it's Harper because of, uh, Scott Boris. Uh, and I'll say Machado signs a couple days before they break camp. Late yet again, what's up, Kyle from Shensational? Hello, Sens Shensational. How are you? I raise my glass to you. Welcome to our little uh, MFK. MFK! <laughs> Tony La Russa, Whitey, and Matheny, current ages and lettuce status. You know, 
Matheny's a wife, right? Like, he's the one that you would want by your side. He's loyal to a fault. You know you never have to worry about him cheating on you. Like, Matheny's the one you marry. Uh, while I think Whitey Herzog's probably very good doing stuff, uh, I'm having a one-night romp with TLR. I, I would like to marry TLR, but, you know, the thing is with the MFKs, you're not always fortunate to pick the, the F. The F Fs you. Don't forget that. That's the case of Tony LaRusso. To Tony LaRusso, I raised my glass, too. Mm. Kill Matheny, Hackmuff says. Look, I baseball stuff aside, yeah, you killed Matheny. But I'm telling you right now, that's an attractive man with a good set of hair. And as someone who has a good set of hair myself, I really appreciate what Mike Matheny has. Machado is basically a White Sox already. If Machado was basically a White Sox already, Machado would be a White Sox already. Uh, something weird's going on there. Think Hudson's command is there this year? Patrick B., you know what, Patrick B., the one thing I've been very consistent about for all of his time in the minor leagues is that I've never really had a good feeling about his command. Uh, Dakota Hudson, that is. His issue isn't necessarily command because he's capable of commanding. It's just that he has a trouble getting ahead of hitters. Now, where this ends up getting really weird, right, is that if he could just get ahead of hitters, then he'd be fine. But what ends up happening is he loses command of his fastball early, and then he has trouble reestablishing the strike zone. So, again, to me, while it might seem like a command issue, it's just a getting ahead of hitters issue because he's capable of molesting hitters uh, when he gets ahead of them. And I think it's just as simple as throwing a first pitch strike and forcing hitters to, to mold themselves to him. But he's never done that. That's never been his MO. So hopefully that happens this year. And I do think it could happen. I just don't know if it will. Uh, Hudson and cards pen are starting rotation in triple a. I would be, I would bet that unless things get super weird with the Cardinals bullpen, that Dakota Hudson is where Jack Flaherty was one year uh, ago. He's that first guy uh, up to replace a hurt Waka or an ineffective Wayno or whatever. Uh, let's see. Could Tyler O'Neill or Gorman kill a human being with a baseball off the tee from Brandon? You know, I would say yes. I would say that there's a lot of people. I bet you Jose Martinez could. I bet you. You know what? Off of a tee, I would say that nearly everybody in Major League Baseball could. Uh, let's see. Uh, ha, molesting hitters. That was funny. Uh, yeah, look, we're not above making molestation jokes around here. The White Sox are 40% Machado related at this point. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I would think they work with his slider cutter thingy in the lab this spring. Well, you know, they haven't built the lab yet, Pat B. Uh, the plan is to have that thing up and running by April. Uh, they wanted it up and running by spring training, but it hasn't happened. And the other thing to remember about Dakota Hudson is he throws, he's always thrown a cutter. It was mistaken for a slider. It was always a cutter, and it was last offspring that he incorporated an additional slider to his cutter. So he throws a slider and a cutter now, and that's not the issue. The issue is fastball command. It's that two-seamer. He doesn't have any command of it. It's like the best way to compare Dakota Hudson's fastball command is to compare it to Jaime Garcia's fastball command, right? Jaime had trouble locating his fastball partially because of how lively it is and partially because he got rattled. Dakota Hudson doesn't get rattled the same way Jaime does. Uh, but he also has a little bit of a composure thing that happens, uh, and it moves so much that he doesn't necessarily know where he's throwing it. And a lot of times he tries to paint the corner, and it just, you know, it tails. Uh, I, need, I read Ankiel's book recently, and I thought it was funny how much of a pain Boris was to STL. I haven't read the book. I wanted to. Uh, I think I think, I think think Ashley's going to give me her copy so I can read it if I ever get time. I, look, I love Rick Ankiel. I'm really rooting for him, and I, I, I'll support him in any capacity. Uh, so his fastball command is fine as long as he doesn't have a cold 
uh, and he has told no one that he's told no one about. Ooh, I was actually in the D.C. airport for that. Uh, I was in Reagan International when that playoff game happened. Heartbreaking. Uh, let's see. Today's baseball question mark. Today's baseball. Uh, Octavius Rex asks, Hey, Octavius, how are you? Uh, hot take. Padres swoop in and severely overpay for Manny Machado in a Hosmer, or, uh, in a Hosmer style move. I think that's a fair bet. Look, uh, one of the things that I've been very vocal about lately is that I don't want the Cardinals to extend Paul Goldschmidt. I would like for him to go to the free agent market because a 32-year-old on the free agent market is going to make less money than he would if he were to get paid right now in an extension format. Uh, but part of the reason I believe that is because the Padres, the only team that like bid against the Padres were the Padres, right? And they had to go above and beyond their own financial comfort to get him. And that's kind of what the Cardinals would be doing. Uh, I definitely could see it. Look, A.J. Preller is a maniac. Uh, rumor is that he's been talking to the Marlins about Real Muto, uh, but they haven't agreed on a deal, A, because uh, they want to negotiate an extension with Real Muto, and also because they won't give up uh, uh, Mejia, their catching prospect, who probably isn't even a catcher. So Preller's got a whole weird thing going on there. He overpaid for Eric Hosmer. Do you think he'd learn his lesson? Uh, but, you know, if he ends up, pardon me, if he ends up getting Machado with Will Meyer, that could end up being a really interesting team. Can we put Yachty and Bryant in an octagon to fund Harper's contract? I'd pay bank for that from Maggie Ladd. Uh, I'm, look, I'm on Maggie. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm all on board for all of that. Like, I want violence. Uh, I want to see knife fights. I want like that. I always think whenever I hear of like feud, I always think of the, is it the bad music video from Michael Jackson where Michael Jackson and that other white guy tie their hand together and they have like the knives, but they're dancing instead. Like that's what I would pay money to see. Uh, Yodfather would destroy Bryant. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. What's your favorite Adam Sandler character? Uh, Billy Madison. I like Billy Madison better than, uh, Happy Gilmore. Padres are gonna, gonna be the team of the NL West within the next five years. I think we're all overvaluing Fernando Tatis Jr. just a little bit. I think he's an all-star. I think he's a really great player. I don't think he's like the transformative talent that Vlad Jr. can be or Eloy Jimenez. Uh, again, great player. Uh, San Diego is a beautiful place to play. It's a tough ballpark for hitters. And I don't know what to think about the Padres. I think they have interesting pitching, but I think their pitching is lagging behind. Uh, I, I just don't know what to think about it. But it's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. My cousin plays in the minor leagues. He's probably not getting paid a lot and living with five other dudes and really regretting every decision he's ever made in his life. Uh, look, I let's see. How bad were the MLB pipeline rankings, eh, from MLB trades? Again, I'm not going to go out of my way to beat up on the MLB pipeline rankings or any rankings at all. What I'll say is that's not easy. As I start my Dirty 35, which will come out around February 12th, uh, it's not easy to do these rankings. And especially with the Cardinals, like every prospect after between 20 and 45, as we do our Dirty 35, they're all about the same kind of player. Uh, they all have the same kind of ceiling. And sure, like 25 to 45 is a lot closer than 20 to 45. But it's not easy to do. And really, like, that, the top five... I believe Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is miles ahead of even Eloy Jimenez, who I am huge on. I believe that Vladdy Jr. is miles ahead of him. Uh, but even like in that top five, you could easily just swap out two for ten and not be wrong. It's not easy to do, and I'm not going to beat up on him. Is Hudson still a prospect by their standards? Uh, Dakota Hudson is still a prospect by those standards. He's still a prospect by my standards. He'll be on my list, uh, even if I didn't want him to be. Uh, and when I say I didn't want him to be, like, I don't want to write about the guys that you already know about. I don't want to write about the guys who you've been informed about. Like, that bores me. I want to give you information that you otherwise might not otherwise have. Uh, so he is on my list, and I'm sorry about that. I caved. 
Uh, I'll take the Dodgers over the Padres three years from now based purely on how well they develop players. The other thing that the, the Dodgers have done really well and they continue to do well is they trade off assets to get prospects. And it's like the Dodgers have a system right now where they have these great prospects and these great players. These players are playing every position. They're maximizing the talent. They're, they're playing matchups. Like, the Dodgers are a great organization, and I agree with you, Pat B. Uh, if the Cardinals were a WWE wrestler, who would they be? Uh, I don't watch WWE, uh, Mac. I'm sorry, so I'll just say Triple H. Uh, who debuts first, Genesis Cabrera or Ryan Helsley? I'll say uh, Genesis Cabrera uh, would be my answer. Unfortunately, we have to call him Genesis from now on because that's his name. Uh, ben Fred wrote an article about it, and he got down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, also, shout-out to Ben Fred. Because and I'm look, I'm gonna call you out on this. Uh, not call you out. I'm gonna say thank you to me to Ben Fred. So what you guys don't get to see is that I get a little report of who watched Prospects After Dark, and I normally don't look at it. But the other day I looked at it, and then Ben Fred ended up watching a couple different Prospects After Dark, uh, and then he ended up writing an article about Henesis Cabrera. Uh, this happens more than you guys probably realize. It makes me feel good about myself. So to me, I raise my glass. Jonathan Stout asked, "Could Reyes be Rookie of the Year?" Yes, he could. Uh, he is at the fifty. Innings precipice, which kept him, he did not cross 50 innings, so he's still technically a rookie by Major League Baseball standing. So it could very well happen. I have tickets to the Saturday game of Pulse's return. Uh, let's see. Uh, I have tickets to the Saturday game of Pulse's return. Do you think he will play the whole series? I do not. Uh, triple H, triple six, tri triple H equals triple six equals six 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 equals double magic equals Harper to set STL confirmed. I love it, Mac. Mac, uh, Mac is the ultimate, uh, Harper to STL, uh, uh, conspiracy theorist, and I can't get enough of it. What are you drinking, Kyle, from the from Fish, our good friend? Uh, Buffalo Trace, buddy. Buffalo Trace. To you, Fish. Uh, my Reds fan friends are optimistic. Can they make 14 games and get to 500? Are they actually okay? Uh, let's see. Ben Fred is a Cardinal homer a little bit. Yeah, but again, I think... Anyways, um, do I think that they can get to 500? This is what I think right now, is I think that they're good enough to swap positions with Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh was one game under 500. I think the Reds are potentially an 80-win team. I don't know if it'll be 82, though. Uh, or 81, rather. I, I would give my left nut to sign Harper. I bet there's an entire group of males who would give their left nut, and I bet that there's an entire group of women who would give uh, their, their fallopian tubes uh, to get Harper here. I, if I had fallopian tubes, I'd gladly surrender mine to get Bryce Harper into a Cardinal jersey. Hey, John Greco, how are you, sir? I, I just hope that Helsley pitches... And it's healthy this spring. So every indication is that Ryan Helsley is healthy and ready to pitch uh, in 2019. Probably out of the AAA rotation. Potentially out of the Major League bullpen. Uh, to that question that someone asked me, I'll say Henesis Cabrera makes a Major League debut before Helsley. Because I think the Cardinals are going to need him quicker. Uh, I thought Pittsburgh would be last after trading Cole and Kutch. That was a whole weird thing, right? But it goes, uh, that was a whole weird thing. That whole Pittsburgh 2019 or 2018 season was super weird, with super things going on. It didn't make any sense. Uh, Johnny G24 says, is St. Louis as boring as Chris Bryan says? Here's the thing, right? Chris Bryant grew up in Las Vegas. There isn't a more glitz and glamour city in all of America than Las Vegas. And then he goes to Chicago, which as a St. Louis born, I was born and raised in St. Louis. I love St. Louis with every ounce of my being. I'm a city boy. I love St. Louis City. Uh, I'm not one of these suburbs people that freak me the fuck out. Uh, I love St. Louis. But Chris Bryant went from Las Vegas to Chicago. Two of the best cities that America has to offer. So you know what? Compared to those two cities, yeah, St. Louis is kind of boring, right? The other thing, let me, and on a personal note, let me tell you what cracks me up a great deal about the St. Louis is boring thing, right? 
There is a mass exodus that's happened in St. Louis, uh, not just from St. Louis City to the county, not just from St. Louis City to the county to St. Peter's and the outlying suburbs, uh, from St. Louis to the middle of Missouri, from St. Louis to other cities, other states. People are leaving St. Louis, and it's not necessarily because it's boring, uh, but they're definitely not staying uh, for whatever reason. So to watch Cardinal fans flock to be aggressive towards Chris Bryant. And again, a lot of these people don't even live in St. Louis, which is even funnier than that, uh, especially as Cardinal Nation, you know, reaches as far down south as Texas, as far east as the Carolinas, and as far west, you know, as Colorado, uh, through KMOX's amazing reach. A lot of people don't even live in St. Louis, and they're defending St. Louis, and I love that, but really they're just defending the Cardinals. They're not necessarily defending St. Louis. People keep leaving St. Louis. Uh, and sure, it might not be because St. Louis is boring, uh, but it's just funny to watch people defend it when they're fleeing from it. I come down to my 150-acre farm near Farmington and the ATVs. Yeah, sure, I'm in. Just give me the address. New York, not the Carolinas. There we go. Victoria Dryden, our, 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 the New York branch of Prospects After Dark. To Victoria, I raise my glass as always. I was more upset about the comment about no players wanting to play in STL. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't see that part. All I saw was uh, uh, Ryan Dempster saying crazy shit and Chris Bryant. I honestly thought Chris Bryant was like screaming uh, in his seat. Real fast. Real fast. Today is day two of the four-day festival that is known as Alex Chrysofoli's 40th birthday. Uh, his wife has been celebrating his birthday now uh, for two days. He actually turns 40 on Tuesday, I believe. So more importantly than any other human being on earth, I raise my glass to the lovely and talented uh, and guy who I love like a brother. And honestly, I honestly mean this when I say this, uh, who I believe to be one of the best writers in all of the Cardinals blogosphere. Alex Chrisofoli, I raise my glass to you, buddy. Happy birthday. Uh, that was an awesome cake, and I hope you enjoyed the chili. Uh, ben Cerruti's in here, too. I love that Ben Cerruti. Uh, let's see. Somebody's from Bama. Uh, Austin Stone is from Bama. Let's see. Are you of the opinion that STL is high on Harper's list? I wouldn't see why it wouldn't be. Look, Bryce Harper, the one thing about Bryce Harper, right, is that he's kind of a student of baseball. He's not like – he has a stupid reputation that he's some kind of punk, and it's because he was young and playing in the majors and fighting people that deserve to get their ass kicked. Uh, but – I think that he would like to play at the Cardinals. I think more than likely – look, more than likely, right, What? how is this – boy, I'm stumbling all over myself. Let me start over. More than likely, how do you think this went down? I doubt that he submitted Scott Boris a list of teams that he wanted to play for. I think more than likely he said, Boris, get me on a team that's going to be competitive. And Boris probably listed a group of teams, and he's like, yeah, I want to play for them. I'll play for any team that's going to be competitive for the long run. Remember, early in the offseason, one of the things that was reported was that Bryce Harper was familiarizing himself with each team's minor league system. Uh, that bodes well for the St. Louis Cardinals because there isn't a team that gets more value out of their prospects than the St. Louis Cardinals do. Uh, that There isn't a team in baseball that squeezes out – uh, prospects from the late rounds of the draft like the St. Louis Cardinals do. So sure, they might not have the high-end prospects, but that bodes well for trying to get someone like Bryce Harper. So is it high on his list? I know somebody, I guess it's that incarcerated Bob. I don't follow this person. I don't know what kind of information they're getting. It seems all like, it seems all like conjecture to me. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but I know that he said something like the Yankees and the Cardinals were the top two teams on his list. I don't think it matters when you're talking about a guy who's trying to get as much money as possible. Uh, why would it be unlikely that he mentioned STL by name? Scherzer did, but Scherzer's uh, situation was a little different, right? 
uh, Scherzer is from the area. And of course he's going to mention the St. Louis Cardinals. And again, to say something like, did he mention those teams, is a little different than saying that he was at the top of his list. And again, Scherzer's a completely different animal because he was from, like, he's from the area. So of course he's going to say, I want to play for the cards. Uh, Harper's not going to the Yankees. Probably not, no. Uh, imagine this comment section if Bryce entered uh, this periscope. Uh, I can only imagine what kind of a shit show it would be if Bryce Harper was in here. I'd love it. I'd be happy as a motherfucker, though, that's for sure. I I'll tell you what, if Bryce Harper came into this chat right now, I would spend every last second I have uh, uh, selling St. Louis to him, and I would take off every ounce of clothing I have. Uh, Scherzer grew up in Chesterfield. That's right. Uh, STL management doesn't care about Harper. They are fine with trying to get a wild card spot. I'm not sure about the wild card spot, but they're obviously fine with the roster they have. And the Cardinals were much better with Scherzer hit free agency. Yeah, they also had better pitching depth, and that's part of the reason. Remember, all of this is timing. Well, yeah, Scherzer is a different animal. He has two different color eyes. Very, very, he's basically the David Bowie of uh, pitchers. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, you are already happy. You are already happy then and MF Kyle. <laughs> I agree. Uh, we need to keep pushing the fact that we want Harper, whether the free agent sees us or not. Uh, that's from Matheny Sucks. I agree to both of those comments that it doesn't hurt for the fans to still be vocal about our desire to have Bryce Harper. And also, I think Matheny sucked as a manager. Uh, hack, would you explode? He would literally die. Uh, let's see. Well, yeah, let's see. And the kind of blah, blah, blah. That'd be awesome. STL management, blah, blah, blah. Shears grew up with Chesterfield. Uh, Benjamin Orr said, Sag W. Sagwa. Yaddy is a god amongst men. I may cry when he retires. I hope he never stops Instagramming. You know, it could be fun to watch Yaddy after he retires just solely on Instagram because you know he couldn't sit still. You know it would be a total shit show of just, like, scandalous nonsense. Uh, you'd sell him on STL, then lose him by removing clothing. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 I'll show a nipple. Uh, if we met Harper, we'll be having a blah, 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 blah. Matheny sucked. Retweet. Get a dog, Kyle. I wish I could, buddy. Uh, if we get Harper, what happens in the outfield? Uh, what happens in the outfield is it doesn't matter at all. He starts in the outfield, and you figure out everything else around him. Uh, where are we when Ozuna and Goldie walk after this season? Honestly, they're not too far away from where they were last season. Uh, last year, they won 88 games, right? And they had a compromised and not really productive Marcelo Ozuna, and they didn't have Paul Goldschmidt. I'd be willing to bet that with the proper amount of at-bats in 2019, 400-plus at-bats, uh, 430-plus plate appearances, you're not getting much different production out of Tyler O'Neill in 2020 out of left field uh, than you did out of Marcelo Zuna in 2018. So, like, you're asking, like, when you bring Goldie into this conversation, we don't know what the difference is because we've never seen Goldie in this lineup. So all I can do is tell you that Goldie's whatever. Uh, what do we look like in 2020? I'll take Tyler O'Neill in left field. I'll be honest with you, by the end of the year, I'll be clamoring for Tyler O'Neill in center field. More than likely. We'll see about that. Uh, the issue is still what happens in right field if the Cardinals aren't willing to commit to a potential alternative to Dexter Fowler. Uh, again, my own personal belief, my own personal theory. But it's funny, like, Cardinal fans are like, what do we do without Goldschmidt and Ozuna? Well, they were an 88-win team last year with a bad version of Ozuna for half of the year. And no Paul Goldschmidt. So the issue is, how do you get better over the long term with hoping that Tyler O'Neill takes over for Marcelo Zuna and does what Tyler O'Neill is capable of? Uh, guys, please don't make him take his clothes off. I haven't seen him in like a week. It's been a weird week, but hopefully we'll get to see you on Wednesday, Ash. Uh, let's see. R.I.P. Oh, hey, STL Cup of Joe's in here. Hello, Joe. Uh, Joe, if, if STL Cup of Joe tells me to take my shirt off, uh, I'll take my shirt off. I'll do anything for a steel cup of Joe. Uh, if Fowler isn't tradable, why aren't we shopping Ozuna to land Fowler or Harper? So, again, 
I, I don't understand, and it's not even like shopping. You can still have an outfield with Bader and Ozuna and Fowler, even with Harper on the roster. As a matter of fact, that's probably ideal with the threesome of Bader, Fowler, and Ozuna rotating around Harper. I almost think that that makes sense. I don't think they need to shop Ozuna. I don't think they need to shop Fowler. I just think they need to grow some testicles and sign Harper. Uh, what's your take on Mo saying this team would be fine if Ozuna had the same production as last year? I think that in his mind, that's a fact, right? Because what did you get? If you have that 88-win team with Ozuna doing what he did last year, and you add Paul Goldschmidt onto that, then like in your mind you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's at least worth a couple wins. That at least gets him to 90. That might get him to 93. If everything goes well, that might get him to 96. So, yes, I get why he's saying it, but he's wrong. He's wrong because people don't realize that they had a, an incredible August, a 22-6 and six August where everything clicked, and then they went 12-15 and 15 in September. Uh, it ignores the fact that they got the manager bump that happened, uh, the new manager bump that happened in August, and their September tracked right along with the other four months of the year. Uh, I get what he's saying, and I get what he's hoping for, and I get what he's selling, uh, but it's nothing that I personally would commit to. Uh, you know... Teach their own. When did the SEL front office become happy with a fine team? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. Look, I don't think... I'm not one of these people who are as down on the front office as most. I'm uh, down on the front office for not doing what needs to get done and signing Bryce Harper uh, for a long-term deal. I'm down on that. But I don't think that the front office is, like, fine with that. I just think that the front office is optimistic and invested in the players that they have under contract. Maybe to a fault. Probably to a fault. Uh, same year, same team. Something like that, yeah. Uh, let's see. A little while back, oh, how do you think this new hitting coach affects the hitters from Golf underscore 78? Golf underscore 78 is bringing great questions tonight. Everyone is, but I wanted to point it out because I was about ready to ask one of his other ones. How do I think it affects the lineup? Look, I don't think you're going to see an immediate impact right away. Uh, Eric Yeager's is brilliant. Love his stuff. I love you, I steal a cup of Joe. Um, uh, I don't think it immediately affects the team, right? I think it's going to take a little bit of time for you to really see the changes being made. I, I do think they're a better team. Look, Jeff Albert is exactly what the Cardinals needed. He's the smart man for the smart role. Uh, he, he's going to bring data to the role. He's going to individualize that data to individual hitters. It's the perfect role for him. It's a perfect role for the St. Louis Cardinals, but I just don't expect it to like pay off right away. I think that by the end of the year, you're seeing situational hitting change a little bit. I think you're seeing Harrison Bader and Tyler O'Neill taking better at bats. I think you're seeing Colton Wong taking better at bats. I just, the first month of the season in spring training, I don't know if I necessarily think it's going to pay off right away. These things take time. Uh, but I like Jeff Albert, and I think he's going to be an incredible addition to the coaching staff in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. G Golf underscore 78 asked a little while ago, do you realistically see Yachty playing longer than his current contract? Absolutely. Yeah, look, Yachty's going to play as long as he wants to, and Yachty mentioned a couple weeks ago that he's definitely interested in talking about an extension. Uh, one thing I've been saying for at least two years now is that if you think Yachty's contract ends, or Yachty's career ends, uh, barring any type of serious injury uh, uh, after his contract, then I, I think you're living in a delusional world. Asked him to throw a change-up grip, and I... And I created and got this reading on it, 100 plus spin. Wow. Oh, hey, Night Ruby Girl, how are you? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Who are the five? Oh, Jesus Christ. FMK, Harper Schiltz, and Ashley. Oh, boy, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. 
Uh, that's a loaded question. Uh, God, Twitter's ability to go keep the stream current. If I close Twitter for a split second, is God awful. I don't know what that is. Uh, would be surprised if cards had feelers out on Harper, but found out he wasn't interested. I don't know about any of that. How really is the stuff regarding quality spin is awesome. Oh, look, there's a whole conversation going on. Uh, let's see. What did Jack say that's got Ashley dead? Uh, let's see. Uh, I applied to work at Driveline recently. Actually, congratulations, Matheny sucks. I hope you get the job. Benji mentioned Yachty going to Baez's wedding. Think he was dancing with Brian's, uh, wife. Uh, yeah, sure, probably not. I probably, look, I think Yachty gets away with whatever he wants. Estio Cup of Joe, I love you too, my friend. Uh, Yachty is like an unsullied, loses a nut, and it just makes him stronger. That's a great point. Yeah, you know, as long as he's got the pillar, right? Uh, he, he wins, I win, you win. Honestly, the fact that he didn't immediately kill me is a win. I don't know what's going on, Ashley. There's a whole thing going on. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I would never kill you. I think you're great. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Alright, so we're just treading water now. There's all kinds of weird conversations going on. Uh, somebody applied to Driveline. We like that. Uh, SEO Cup of Joe is talking about a gentleman who understands and appreciates a good amount. Oh, hey, Ferg's in here. Uh, what's up, Ferg? How are you, my friend? You know I flip you the bird as you asked for. Uh, let's see. FMK Harper Bader and Bro Neal. Uh, I'd, I'd murder Harper and, or I'd murder Bader and I'd let them marry in, uh, F part between Harper and Bro Neal so it sort itself out. I would kill to marry Tyler O'Neill. And so that would mean I would have to have sex. With Bryce Harper, but I'll be honest, Harper doesn't seem like the kind of guy that you would just romp with. He seems like the kind of guy you would have to settle down with. Uh, Mary Harper already. Yeah, the Cardinals would do well to Mary Harper already. Let's talk about how awesome Brebbia is. Uh, I love John Brebbia, right? And that whole, uh, 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 you know, losers, the, the whole loser comment was incredible. Here's my thing, though, is I will not recognize or respect John Brebbia until he grows a beard out. Kyle's doing an amazing Euro step around the question. Uh, I didn't do a Euro step around the question. I immediately avoided it and was very clear about why I'm avoiding it. Uh, what's the next thing for the Cardinals? Someone's guacamole instead of salsa from Austin Stone. So let's see. They went from, uh, it'll probably be like a milk-based product would be my guess. Do the cards extend Carpenter in 2020? I'll say no. Uh, you think 2019 Goldschmidt just equals 2016 Holiday? Maybe, potentially. I think that that's a safe bet. Hixie Albert helped create this amazing sensor you put on the bat knob. It's amazing. Uh, I'd like to see that. Uh, he said his beard is coming back with a vengeance. Hopefully, uh, he needs to start the season with it. That just made me love you more than I already do. Thank you. I love you, too. Uh, Merrifield got 416 extension. Good Lord, that's low. Yeah, that's... And Whit, look, I hate Whit Merrifield because his name is Whit Merrifield. Uh, sorry. Uh, but he's better than four years, $16 million. Goldie for mayor of STL. He probably will never even move here. He probably will never be able to live in the city. Uh, so, uh, uh, <laughs> pussy boy for life, friggin' cards. Uh, I'm the pussy boy boy. Uh, you see pools giving batting lessons to Ortiz's kid. So I don't think that that, I know they call him Little Poppy, but I don't think that that's Ortiz's kid. I think that's someone else. I think that goes by the name of Little Poppy. And I saw it and I loved it and I actually sent it to myself so I could show my little leaguers next Saturday at our first practice. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mary Whitfield, I like better. So if his name was Mary Whitfield, I would like him better than Whit Merrifield or whatever. A uh, Whit is good. You're right, but I hate him because <laughs> of his name. Look, my name's Kyle Reese, and you have every right to hate me too. Uh, let's see. Just jumping on the cast is uh, from Red Garrity. Hey, Red. Red and I shop at the same Schnooks. To the Schnooks on uh, Clayton and Big Bendish, but Skinker too. Uh, is there some increased chance of Harper now? Maybe not that I would, not that I've seen, not that I've heard. Uh, and if you believe that ridiculous little rumor that was going around on Twitter about what Mo was saying about Fowler and blah blah blah, that it is not likely at all. I was at a game last year in St. Louis, and a girl kept yelling, uh, 
Whiteley marry me. Uh, I don't know who, I guess, Forrest Whiteley, who wasn't in the majors? Uh, oh, it went Merrifield. Oh, that's hilarious, Jack. What a disaster. I read somewhere Wong's hard hit rate has been down three years in a row. Should we be concerned? I don't know. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Uh, what I want to know about Colton Wong is not necessarily what his hard hit rate was last year. I want to know what, because he got off to such a terrible start. I would, and I'll, it's something I'll look up. I'm going to write it down. Uh, I'll just put Wong hard. That should really put me right in the right direction. Uh, Wong hard. I want to know what it looked like from like May on, from June on, because when he was healthy and hitting last year, it really seemed to click for him, and it seemed like he was hitting the ball really hard. Uh, but again, that's just me guessing. I don't know. And if it is down three straight years, I would like to see what percentage down it is before I make any type of like feel about that or any type of like commitment to being worried about it. If it's down like a half of a percent, then it's whatever. Uh, but if it's down tremendously, then yeah, you should be worried, I guess. Uh, your best guess: Where does Harper and Machado end up? Go, I'll say Harper is in Philly. Or, no, I'll say, I'll say Harper is in Philly and Machado is in San Diego. The I want to look at Wong Hard episode. Yeah, I like that. I'll, just, I'll circle Wong Hard and when cards gets asked me tomorrow when I'm at work, I won't have a frame of reference to be able to tell you. Uh, Bader, without a doubt, if we're talking about who's the broiest bro on the team, it'd probably be Bader over O'Neal. Uh, let's see, Jasticles. Where's Jasticles at in here? Jasticles. I hope wooing at games. Oh, uh, I agree. From John G24, he says that he hopes the woo at games increases. That's something I am in favor of too. Uh, the Blues only win when it gets loud in the stadium. I'm thinking long and hard right now. From Prism underscore two. Yeah, uh, they both can go to the AL from Jay Ferguson. I know I'd rather have them in the AL than in the NL. And whatever keeps them out of the NL Central makes me uh, uh, very, very, very happy too. Uh, let's see, protect the woo, yeah, hashtag protect the woo, and again, a quick little shout out to our good friend, the lovely intelligent friggin' cards, uh, for his pussy boy for life, hashtag, uh, you think 2019, blah, 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 uh, so, uh, how much pro uh, product does Bader put in his locks, all of the product, that guy goes through a bottle a day, Ric Flair and I to Bush, the Cardinals don't have the balls for that, uh, again, I have no clue why my name is still Jasticles in here, uh, I changed it months ago. Sorry. Uh, if only Ric Flair could go on the mic, that would be incredible. Uh, what are the chances the Cardinals re-sign Edwin Jackson? I would say a 0% chance, but you know what? Bring him back. They win World Series when he's on the roster. Uh, let's see. I'm bringing the wave back strong from Jay Ferg. Uh, that's, look, I want everyone to enjoy their experience at the stadium, but if you do it, I'll stab your eyes out. How often you shave that dome? I never shave it. I just take trimmers to it, and I did it about three hours ago. It's for you, fam. I got all nice and pretty for you. I also trimmed my beard up. It was starting to get mangy. Uh, what happens when, Obey, uh, when Bader, Ozuna, and Fowler suck? Well, hopefully the Cardinals' new manager is aggressive about getting them out of the lineup. Uh, I would think Tyler – look, there's a legitimate chance that if those three suck, then by June you could have Tyler O'Neill in center, uh, uh, Yairo Munoz in a corner outfield with Jose Martinez in the other corner. I don't agree with it, uh, but it could very well happen. Uh, we'll see. Look, the thing is they're going to stick with Fowler longer than they should. They're going to give Bader every opportunity. And Ozuna is the one guy who I could see them being aggressive with. Uh, the Wave is the worst single thing in all of sports. If you call me Josh instead, I'll DM you more dog pics. I'll try, Josh. Uh, do Yachty's comments about Brian have an ulterior motive? I don't know, man. I don't care. Look, the thing about me that you have to understand is these comments mean absolutely nothing to me. I don't care at all. Uh, it's all stuff that gets fans excited because our lives are small and meaningless and pitiful. Uh, so to the void. 
Good life, Sean. Just asked, remember when Ric Flair won the 1992 Royal Rumble? No, I do not at all. I uh, was six years old. And that's a real six, Graham, a real six. Uh, how is it possible J-Mart and Jerko are still on the roster from Maggie Ladley? Maggie, that's a great question. Look, I don't understand anything about the Cardinals roster right now. Uh, I think it's I, I think it's kind of a shit show. FMK, the wave, the woo, and sweet Caroline. Uh, I'd kill the wave. I'd marry the woo, and I'd fuck that sweet Caroline. Uh, I'm a one-man tsunami from Jayford. I like that. Uh, you just described my life, Kyle. Yeah, everyone's life. Look, the thing about being in social media, right, and it's really, really simple. Whether, you're, whether your social media platform is Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or uh, Snapchat, the reason you're doing it is because your life's pathetic. I, I can speak to it. Like This is how it works. You're looking for – you're trying to find acceptance in a separate culture. It, Life's pathetic. Being alive is as sad as it gets. But you know what? You try to do the best you can with what you have and uh, hope to find happiness in the, the meantime. From Golf Underscore 78, let's just start spring training tomorrow. I'm jonesing for baseball. And I'll tell you what. My plan was to release, and I'm the same way. I'm jonesing for baseball. I'm ready for it to start. My plan was to release the Dirty 35 uh, on February 12th when pitchers and catchers reported. But I'll be honest, as I've worked more than halfway through the list, uh, as I've dedicated at least 70 hours at this point, uh, maybe even more to the list. I'm ready to get that out to you, and I'm anxious for you to get it. And uh, when pitchers and catchers report, it'll start coming out. And if that was tomorrow, it'd be tomorrow. Uh, dang that hit home! Someone says from Jake. Yeah, look again. The the issue is with my whole social commentary here is that you shouldn't feel bad about that. That's the norm now, and it's better to find that acceptance uh, without compromising yourself. That is uh, in a social media platform than it is to. Be miserable. Over under 20 home runs for Fowler. Under. Is that your flashlight back there, Kyle? Uh, no, that's my flashlight. I orgasm into that. Hackmuff Rio, good win. Uh, let's see. Just cards. Just stay inside where it is warm. What did, uh, let's see. My building's fire alarm just went off and the temperature is in the teens. This sucks from Quinn. Look, Quinn, you're fine. Just... What you do is you find a Matt Carpenter jersey to set on fire and hope for the best. Uh, you sound like my English teacher. Your English teacher's probably British. Uh, Birds on the Black Beanie is the warmest beanie ever. Jay Ferg won the black Birds on the Black Beanie. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I've got one of them here. I'm going to put it on. I've got a whole selection of beanies over here. Uh, boom. Jay Ferg won this beast. You can actually buy this at Birds on the Black for like 20 bucks. It's affordable for sure. Uh, I bet Tyler O'Neill uses a fleshlight. I bet you he uses a fleshlight, but the fleshlight is the vagina of any woman that he wants. Uh, let's see. The other beanie I have is this beautiful red one. I've got four beanies, and I love it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, buy it for sure. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Alex Ray's being healthy is such a huge part of the year. That is something that I have been very, very vocal about. Now, the, the Alex Ray's conversation, if you will... It's something that we need to be very delicate about. Uh, I love that pad beanie. That's right. Napa really got it. The purple pad beanie. It looks, I'm sure it looks great on you. No one knows what you look like. You just sent us a picture of the beanie, but I'm glad you got it. Gifts gave me that beanie for free. That's right. It's beautiful. Uh, about Alex Reyes, like the way that I look at Alex Reyes is just be happy with whatever production you get out of him. Don't anticipate or hope for any production out of him. But remember that if he is anywhere near as good as he's been in the past, that is a valuable, valuable asset for, the Cardinals to use. All the players use a team flashlight, according to my source. Yeah, they just pass it around. Like, if you have a good game and you're the MVP of that game, then you get the flashlight that night. What can we buy? Where can we buy? Oh, when can we buy pad merchandise? Uh, so, we took a little hiatus from the pad merchandise. We were throwing ugly sweatshirts and hoodies and 
all kinds of shit at you for a while. We took a little break. Probably about the time that spring training fires up, we'll start maybe getting some beanies out to you, like this beast right here. I feel like I'm under, I'm basically the host of the Oscars now when we're going wardrobe changes. Uh, but you know, we have, I have that beautiful and amazing I Avocado Pad t-shirt. We might get that to you. Uh, how about this? DM us, both myself and Cardinals Gifts. Tell us what type of prospects after dark merchandise you'd be interested in. And, uh, hopefully we'll work on getting it to you. Uh, Fleshlight Night at Bush. Oh my God. Oh my God. B-Love's got the right idea. Where can I buy my pad Fleshlight? It'll be, we'll get a cast mold of my anus. And you guys can fuck my anus. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Cards gives dog shirts for Al. Oh, Maggie, I want a, I want Al in a pad shirt. I want the red beanie so bad. You're not going to get a red beanie. Uh, odds at Ozuna, shoulder is still fucked pretty good. Uh, you're not going to get a red beanie. That's a one, a one only. That's what I have. Uh, uh, let's see. Cards gifts right now is like, what am I, what are you promising? Uh, I want lingerie. Me too. Pad whiskey glasses would be interesting. Again, don't put it up here. Either DM me or cards gifts. I think whiskey glasses would be interesting. Uh, all that stuff. You want mugs, t-shirts, hats. Let us know for pad gear. Uh, is this why I can't come over till I'm 18? Yeah, Graham, there's things in my apartment that you just cannot see until you're 18, buddy. Uh, but when you turn 18, you can come here and sit right on daddy's lap and we'll do pad together. Oh my God, I just threw up a little bit. Uh, throw up in my plastered anus, I guess. To anuses. Uh, a while back, uh, I want to shit really bad. No, I want a shirt really bad. We'll get you a shirt. We'll get you a shit too. Who is Card's closer? Uh, it'll be a combo of Jordan Hicks and Andrew Miller. Uh, love getting frisky on pads. So do I. Victoria found that they're funny. Uh, what? Which Cardinals jersey should I get? Uh, get uh, Bryce Harper. No, you should get Jordan Hicks. I look. If I was getting a, a, a jersey, uh, I'd probably get Ryan Helsley. Honestly, uh, he's not even in the majors yet. But you should get Jordan Hicks. Bader or someone else young. Uh, again, I would do Jordan Hicks first. Cricket sound and pad history. Kyle never fails to entertain. Hey, Steve, how are you? As always, I read my glass to uh, Steve. That Eller Market. I'm a big fan of you, sir. Uh, to you. I don't even remember what we were talking about. <clears throat> closers are overrated. Yeah, look, I don't think that closers are overrated. I think that's one of the new age baseball things that you're just not thinking logically about. A closer is overrated only in so much as you also need to have somebody there to stop a tough situation. But anyone who's ever pitched in the closing position will tell you how hard it is to close out a game. Approaches change. Everything changes. You need a closer. A closer is important. It's just not the only thing that you need in a bullpen. You need somebody who will stop, who will come in in the fifth inning, sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning, whatever inning, with the bases loaded jam and shut it down. You need a guy who can close a game and you need a guy who can stop the fire. And they're equally as important. But the, the thought that you need a, that a closer is overrated, I think, is missing the important aspect that closing a game is not hard and it actually requires a special set of skills. And if it wasn't the case, then so many people wouldn't fail doing it. Just think logically about that. If you see somebody failing a lot, and like not even somebody, if you see a large mass, a large group of people failing a lot at something, while a very, very small minority end up being good at it, then that should tip you off that it's not easy to do. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, not sure. Oh, what? Did, oh, uh, keep guessing. Uh, that's not my point. Victoria Dryden. I feel that my favorite part of it. Uh, run prevention is the most important. Nah, we need Jason Mott to do a live pad interview. I love. I love that Mott. Uh Yeah. So I would expect that Harrison Bader has a very similar year to last year. Um, yeah, that's what I think. Oh, uh, what channel for coffee is for closers? That's right. Uh, let's see. Keep guessing. That's not my point. Blah blah blah. Run prevention. Coffee rejection. The only thing about Harrison Bader's year last year, right, is that he had like a on base percentage of like three thirty four, and that would really really surprise me if he repeats that. Who is the long term second baseman? Wong gets expensive quickly. What do you mean by long term? Uh, if we're talking about like the next five years, then yeah, I still think it's Colton Wong. If we're talking about past five years, I'm not 100% sure that that player is in the organization just yet. My favorite baseball movie is The First Major League from John G24. I love The First Major League. Look, it's poignant. It has a love story. It's funny. It's vulgar. Uh, it's about how an owner fucks over an entire organization and the organization says fuck you to the owner. Uh, it's... It's everything that I love. Over under on 3.4 million fans, I will say under. I will say the Cardinals get dangerously close to that 3 million number. As a matter of fact, I think the Cardinals are giving away more tickets this year uh, than they ever have in the past. Uh, I'd be willing to bet that the Cardinals make less money on tickets, even if they do reach the 3.4 million threshold, uh, than they did in past years. Uh, what should we look for out of Delvin Perez this year? Uh, it's uh, uh, from Sports Stuff 91 So... You're going to get my Dirty 35 write-up from Delvin Perez pretty early on. Uh, he's I'm, I, Look, again, I will spoil shit on pad for you guys. Delvin Perez is my number 32 prospect in the Dirty 35. And the reason that I have him that low but also that high is it, he was so bad in August. But he was really good in June and July. And he's become a good defender at shortstop, a reliable, solid defender at short. He is a good base runner. He never stopped hustling. It's just that he's small and skinny and weak and he needs to bulk up or he's never going to hit for anything that will get him to the major leagues. Uh, he's going to hit singles. His speed's going to get him on base for infield singles. Uh, I don't expect any of that to change because he hasn't bulked up at all. Uh, but what do I expect out of Delvin Perez? I think when we look at this year, more than likely he'll be at Peoria the entire year. I think you're talking about a batting average of 260. I think you're talking about an on-base percentage of 340, a slugging percentage of something modest like 390, but playing a good defensive shortstop. Look, I firmly believe that right now Delvin Perez is on the Pete Cosma truck to the major leagues. Uh, Pete Cosma, remember, and the minors, Pete Cosma introduced power all of a sudden, and that was part of the reason why he ended up making his major league debut. But he's like, he's become a really solid and reliable defensive shortstop, and you can't undersell that. Uh, Delvin Perez, a Tyler Green comp, not at all. Two completely different hitters. Again, I think your best bet with a Delvin Perez comp is Adiani Hacaveria. Uh, that, that's number one. Where will Luke and Baker start? I think, so here's what I was trying to figure out, right? I wrote about Brady Whalen today. He is not on the Dirty 35. He's one of my next 10 up. Uh, I was writing about Brady Whalen, and Brady Whalen should be in Peoria next year. And if that happens, then that would, that would mean that he's in a timeshare with Luke and Baker in Peoria. I wouldn't be surprised if Luke and Baker starts the year in Palm Beach. Uh, let's see. Holy shit, you butchered that name. Yeah, Pat B. Uh, Hackavaria or whatever his name is. You're right, I did. To you, sir, who have a lot of fun calling people out on a lot of shit, and it's actually kind of annoying. How far out is Nolan Gorman? Two years. I'll say three years. Uh, holy hell, the pronunciation of ADNE is awful. Yeah. It is. It's completely awful. Uh, let's see. Is Shield really that progressive with relievers, or is he more like Matheny in proven roles? He was pretty progressive 
with uh, uh, the bullpen early on when he had Carlos Martinez in that role. Uh, where he could use him as like the fire stopper or the guy to put out the fire, if you will. But then as we went on in September when they went 20 and 15, he didn't really change. And it was actually kind of a carbon copy situation with what Mr. Matheny did. Uh, but he was aggressive in August. Part of the reason why the Cardinals went 22 and 6, they were hitting, they were fielding, and they had an aggressive use of the bullpen. Uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Crunchy Cheetos or Puffs. I like those jalapeno, those, uh, is it the cheddar jalapeno? That's the, those are the, uh, the Cheetos that I like. Uh, let's see, who's your dark horse prospect that will make a big splash in the majors this year? I don't think that there is a pro, I, look, it, it comes out to one of two people. It's either Ryan Helsley or Hennessy Cabrera. Um, it, it's one of the two, more than likely. And they're not even dark horses. I just, I look at the list, right? And if you're talking about Dark Horses, one of Graham's favorite guys, Seth Elledge might be it. I think more than likely it's a pitcher. I don't think the Cardinals have a lot of room uh, in the everyday lineup for a hitter to make that impact. I think Andy Young could have been it if they wouldn't have traded him to Arizona. Uh, it's it's a really weird thing. Like Seth Elledge, Junior Fernandez, those two guys could be two guys worth keeping an eye on as a potential impact at the Major League level uh, in 2018 but or 2019. I just don't expect it to be huge. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Does Vladdy Jr. finally make his debut this year? Yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. Jalapeno Cheetos are the best. Uh, I agree. Hey, Shieldface says he almost missed Pad. We almost missed you, buddy. Uh, it's not A.D. Annie. Whatever it is. I'm sorry. Look, uh, you'll have to understand I'm terrible at pronouncing names. Uh, Kareem Clips has John Torres or Malcolm Nunez risen in the Dirty 35. Yeah, they're both higher up in the Dirty 35 than I feel comfortable putting them. Uh, you're going to have to wait a couple weeks to get to it. Forgot about Elledge. He was bonkers after the trade. He was really good during the AAA. He wasn't... So the thing about uh, Brayden Brown, the thing about Seth Elledge is he wasn't particularly great at Springfield. And that was his first taste of AA. But where Elledge was really good and really dominant was in the AAA playoffs. That's where he caught my eye and makes him a really interesting candidate moving forward. But the tough thing about guys like Seth Elledge is he's big and he has a good slider. Uh, but he also doesn't pump in the velocity, which, you know, makes you uh, uh, scratch your head. I uh, forgot about Elledge. So it's been confirmed that it's Henesis and not Genesis. That is correct. Uh, what will the reason? What will be the reason people come up with for hating Dex if he has a great year? Uh, they'll find something. They'll find strikeout rate. They'll find uh, walk rate. They'll find anything. Uh, let's see. It's pronounced moron. Ashley, I think Ashley's defending me in my pronunciation. I appreciate that, Ashley. Uh, let's see, crunchy Cheetos or Puffs, awful with mares. Uh, Montero, a, a while back, Cards Rep 7 asks, Montero or Gorman, who is the better player? Well, the better player, the more complete player, I don't look, it's not easy for me to answer who's the better player, Montero or Gorman. Uh, who's the more complete player? It's Montero. Montero is right now a better third baseman all around. He still struggles at third base. He's a more complete hitter. He doesn't have the power that Gorman has, uh, but he is also two years older than Gorman. So right now, who's the more complete player? It's Montero. Who's a better player? It's probably Montero. Who has the brighter future? I'm probably say Montero too. Who has the higher ceiling? It's Gorman by a long shot. Uh, do the cards use the it's Miller time this year or will they put the kibosh on that since Bush? Yeah, there's no way they use that. Uh, let's see, when is Barclay, uh, making his pad debut? Uh, we'll find out soon enough. Look, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm on a moratorium about talking about Barkley. What I'll tell you is he's an amazing dog, uh, and, uh, it's been a pleasure to co-parent that dog with Ashley. Uh, let's see, ideal opening day bullpen. Uh, so, is the ideal opening day bullpen or the most likely opening day bullpen? Because let me tell you what I would go with. I would, four bench bats, 
uh, four, eight, 12, 17. Uh, then you go with eight bullpen, right? So if, if I was doing it, uh, it would be Mr. Hicks, Mr. Miller, Mr. Brebbia, uh, probably Mr. Hudson, probably Mr. Ponce de Leon, probably Mr. Cabrera, probably Mr. Helsley, uh, Dominic Leon, and that would be it. I think a healthy raise is just as big for the Cardinals as Goldie trade. I agree with that. Uh, Ade, Adani via Adani via Adani. Is that it? Adani, is it Hakavaria? Cardinals are currently a top eight team. Agree or disagree? Push. Uh, yeah, I think that they're a top eight team. I think they could be a, t- I think if I'm comfortable hedging my bets, I will say the Cardinals are a top 10 team. I don't necessarily know if I completely agree with them being a top eight team. I think they have talent to be the top eight team. I think it just comes down to how their manager uses the team. I think if he has a quick hook on Dexter Fowler, a quick hook on Harrison Bader, a, a quick hook on Michael Waka and Adam Wainwright, I think then, yes, if he doesn't get stalled out by a bad bullpen, if they're aggressive about calling up minor leaguers to the major leagues to supplement a bullpen that's struggling, then, yeah, I'm totally down with that. Uh, so I think that they can be a top eight team. I think they can be a top six team. I just think it comes down to the manager using all of his resources and not being scared to use those resources in the name of established veterans. Uh, let's see. The Cardinals are a top 35 team, no doubt. I agree. Do you think Mayers makes the team? I do. Look, the one thing, and again, this goes back to what I'm talking about. I think that there's a very good chance that the Cardinals don't have the balls uh, from an organizational standpoint to just let cheap talent walk. I think that they'll see Mayers throwing 98 again, and they'll say, oh, hey, he can be a useful piece in the bullpen, and we've got reserves. I'm going out of the minors. And they won't realize that the three games, the three extra games that they lose in April and March combined uh, are going to hurt their chances to make the playoffs in the long run. I do think Mayers makes the team out of, the, out of spring. I think Michael Walker has the best year of all of the rotation. Is that crazy? I the only thing the only reason it's crazy to me, not really, is uh uh sorry, the only thing uh that's crazy about it to me, not really, is the fact that he like the thought that he might be able to make it through an entire year healthy. But other than that, he's just as look, make no mistake, Michael Walker is just as talented as Miles Michaelis. He's just as talented as He's probably a kick below the talent level of Carlos Martinez or Jack Flaherty. Uh, But he can be that good. And he's in a contract year, so there's reason to think it could happen. Uh, Is Jeremy Martinez in big spring, uh, in big league spring, because they need a bunch of catchers? I don't know. That's a good question, Mr. Hicks. Uh, I think that the Cardinals have always been bigger on Jeremy Martinez than logic would suggest. Uh, I wish that I could give you a better answer than that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's part of it. The Cardinals in the last couple of years in particular have been pretty aggressive about bringing as many catchers to big league camp as possible. Plus, they're in kind of a weird spot. You remember they, he was sent to the Arizona Fall League. They were hoping for the best. He was Jeremy Martinez there. He doesn't strike out a lot. The, the people love him. Uh, I think it's more that than anything. Who's the best prospect in double A this year? Uh, me. Enjoy you on here and on Bowties and Bullshit Podcast, the Springfield rotation from Cards Rep 7. I don't even know. Like, I'm not in the right mind frame for that right now. I apologize. Who's the best prospect at AA this year? I'll say Aliras Montero. I heard Justin Williams punch the TV when he heard Harper wanted to come here, but, uh, but Fowler's contract. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I've, I've heard conflicting reports about what happened with Justin Williams. Uh, let's see. Hot take, Wayno's career will end with him closing out the World Series for the Cards' 12th title. That would be a really magical and amazing moment, and I hope that we get there. Uh, 
Al would like an assigned prospect. Uh, we'll be waiting for a DM later. Uh, sure, you know what? I'll write it down. Al assigned prospect. I'm going to spend the rest of the night trying to think about what Al's assigned prospect would be. Ideal one, Carlos. Two, Flaherty. Three, Michaelis. Four, Waka Ueno. Uh, ideally, the fifth will probably wouldn't be Wayno, but if we're talking about the five guys who will most certainly uh, make the rotation, then yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, I hope that Wayno thing happens just to spite Graham. Me too. Uh, I'm back. No Matt Carpenter jerseys were harmed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Then you're just asking for the uh, the fire alarm to go off later. Uh, do you think we will see a reunion with Michael Waka? I do not expect that. I hope the Wayno leash isn't real long. Me too. Uh, Wayno thinks he can win a Cy Young this year. He thinks he can win a Cy Young every year, even when his arm is compromised. Uh, will pupils return to St. Louis? A Pujols' return to St. Louis be the most anticipated game since 23, uh, 2013? I think it absolutely will be. Will there be a Cards-Cubs bench-clearing brawl this year? No, because they're both cowards. Uh, Ankiel for closer from Coach, uh, Coach Owlsley. Uh, that would be incredible. Again, I'm, I'm hoping everything pans out for Rick Ankiel. I'm hoping he finds his way to the major leagues. Uh, I'm really, really, really pushing for him. And hopefully that arm gets into be, uh, gets into, uh, uh good shape soon. Can you imagine a side by side of Yachty running into Wayno's arm for two World Series titles? Oh, God, I can't, that would be such a magical, magical moment. Starting right fielder in October, I will say is Tyler O'Neill. Uh, Michael's extension will be how much if it happens. Uh, again, I haven't thought about this at all. These numbers are going to be way off. I'm just, I'm spitballing here. I'll say it's four years, 70 million. I don't know. Again, that's, I haven't, I don't have anything to compare it with. I'm not thinking. Uh, I'll just say four years, 70 million dollars. I don't, I don't know. It's probably, it might be closer to 80. It might be closer to 90. I don't know. Just for the sake of not thinking about it, I'll say four years, 70 million. Uh, four years at 18 per for Michaelis. Is that what you're thinking, John Greck? Uh, something like that. Yeah, I could, I could see something like that. Uh, do you want to have Kyle Pimp, the projecting starter? So, okay, so real fast, at Birds on the Black, uh, Ben Cerruti is going to be doing this projection system that he's been working on. He's been tweeting about it, uh, over the last couple months. And he's put a lot of work into these projections, and I like a lot of the projections. I think they're on. But starting next Saturday, you're going to want to turn it, tune in to Birds on the Black uh, to, to watch Ben give the projection system for each of the players in the Cardinals organization. I think he's doing it uh, from the top, uh, the 25 man, the 45, the 40 man, and some of the top prospects. But Ben has put an amazing amount of time into it, and you probably should check it out. Uh, I know that if I get the time, I will. It's been fun to watch him share that information with us in our little private DM. Uh, ben does amazing stuff. Look, all of the people over at Birds on the Black are amazing. You guys, you guys know that. And, uh, Ben in particular. Uh, Mr. Hicks asks, so is Bader getting the deal this spring like DeYoung got last spring? Again, Mr. Hicks, if I had to guess, He's the one who the Cardinals would give that deal to. And, like, Wong got the year before DeYoung, you know, buying out his arbitration years. I do. And I honestly think between you and I, Mr. Hicks, uh, and the 120 other people who are in the room right now, uh, I think it's going to – it might be the one contract that backfires. Although those contracts are still easy to move all the time. Who has the best year, DeYoung or Carp? Uh, I'll, go, I'll go Carpenter from Josh. Uh, good life, Sean said. I thought Ankiel blew his arm out in the fall. He did, but he had reconstruction or, or some type of like that little cleanup surgery that Seth Manis had. And uh, rumor has it he'll be ready to pitch here very soon. 
Uh, cheers to the Bot B family. I agree. I, uh, I say it all the time. And, I, you know, we are about an hour and 20 minutes into this. And this is normally where we ended. But, you know, I'm still rolling. Uh, I'm, I'm, I feel rest and relaxed from being off last week. So we're going to keep going. Uh, over under 22 home runs for Bader. Under, uh, I'll say by five. I want Bader to pan out so bad. So do I, Maggie. Look, I feel bad because I feel like I'm always beating on him. And I do think that there's a chance that Jeff Albert ends up getting the most out of him. And I know that he will always milk the most out of himself. Uh, like I'm going to do once this is over. Uh, but no, he will always get the most out of himself. So that all bodes well for him to stick around. It's just that if there's one guy that's slated for a starting spot that isn't named Dexter Fowler that I would anticipate maybe having a step back, it would be Harrison Bader. And it's more because of his approach than anything, and also that flat swing that really is a concern for me. The other thing that Harrison Bader has always done, if you noticed, uh, he drops when he swings. And that changes your eye level, it changes your hands, your arms. That's like one thing that I would like to see uh, see get better or more consistent. Not but really ask, what would be considered a great year for DeYoung? You know, I think you're talking about if his, if his on-base percentage can be higher than 315 and if he's hit 30 like 25 to 30 home runs and played this the, the defensive shortstop that he's played over the last two years and you know how about this let's just say this if he has matching 25 double 25 home runs when he while he hits 260 320 you know 450 ish i think that that's a successful season i don't know if that's a great season uh, uh, but that's a successful season. What's a great season? 30 home runs, 30 doubles, 280, 340, uh, 500, which he's capable of doing. Uh, that would be a great season, but I think if we're talking about like what's uh, likely to happen. It'd be something in between those two. Uh, Bader doesn't use his hips in his swing. He doesn't use his hips. His swing is flat. Uh, look, it's kind of a mess. Uh, do you think Bader bats eighth? If so, doesn't, uh, if so, doesn't that hurt his stolen base chances with the pitcher behind him from Golf 78? I think that people need to get over the fact that just because Harrison Bader's fast doesn't mean he's going to steal bases. Look, I got to tell you, that guy gets bad jumps off of pitchers. You don't want him stealing bases. Don't get so caught up in the fact that he's fast uh, that it dilutes you from the fact that uh, he's not really a base stealer. Uh, hey, big fella. Just got off work. Hey, Jay Duda. How are you, my friend? I raised my glass to you. Thank you for being here. Hmm. I, I, we'll go a little bit longer. I don't know why I told you that. Hey, I like that you're in here. Don't look. Don't even worry about. Don't e don't even worry about it, bro. Uh, man, I just I'm so glad you're in here. Oh, uh, that's me trying to do a Morty impersonation, and it did not go over well. Uh, let's see. I might be most excited about seeing what Jeff Albert can do from Shield Face. I'm excited too. Again, I don't expect it to pay off right away, but I think it'll pay off in the long run. I uh, stole a good bit last year in limited playing time. Yeah, he did. You're right, but don't expect that to continue. Uh, here's the thing is pitchers will – pitchers, teams will start, like, getting on. Like, they'll start understanding that. And, uh, look, he's got to get on base for it to happen too. And I don't anticipate him having that 334 on base percentage. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, Pootie Chain says, basically then Bader isn't very good except he can play defense. He also has a little bit of pop. Look, so what did, what did Harrison Bader do? He stole 15 bags last year. He was 15 of 18 stealing bags. He had 12 home runs and 20 doubles in 427 plate appearances. He's not going to walk that much. He's a 320 on base percentage guy, right? And yeah, he might steal 15 or 20 bases, uh, but don't, ex don't be surprised if that number goes up. As teams become more aware, remember, like, let's, let's take a step back. What were we talking about with Tommy Pham this time last year? We were talking about Tommy Pham being a 2020 guy. 
I don't know how many stolen bases he ended up with, but teams became aware that this guy was going to steal on them, and it snuffed him out. Don't be surprised if that happens with Harrison Bader. We, we as fans make this mistake of thinking that every year is going to be better than the last year for players that have made a freshman debut or players that, like, take off. And more often than not, I don't know what the percentage is, but more often than not, that doesn't happen. Why doesn't it happen? Because baseball's hard. Baseball's the hardest sport out there. It's the hardest thing that you can do. It's why we are enamored with it as fans. Because we can't do it at that level. Uh, we have to lie to ourselves and tell ourselves all the time that we can, but we're wrong. We're lying to ourselves. So, to think that Major League Baseball, which has a long history of adjusting to players better than players have adjusting to it, except for the ultimates, the elites, uh, is just wrong. It's naive. Uh, I know of someone. Uh, let's see. Okay, but Harrison Bader never got picked off by John Lester. Good point. What are the chances of a pad night at Bush? We were trying. We thought about. Well, I'm not going to ruin it. That's Tara's thing. It's Cardinal Gifts thing. We're, I will say, just like to drop it a little bit. Uh, Tara and Cards Gifts have been working with a charity with the hope that maybe eventually we could have a Birds on the Black night. Uh, but one step at a time. Oh, Mac Huff. Oh, I know you're joking about Sein Heimlich, but I don't even want to say it out loud. Uh, is that a Matheny quote? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, let's see. What are the chances of a pad night? Blah, 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 blah. Sorry, guys. Uh, regardless of Bader, do you anticipate them running more under Schilt from, uh, from Lil Bone STL? Uh, you know, I do think that that's a really good question, and I think that it is. And I felt like in August in particular, when the Cardinals won 22 of 28 games, they were moving. They were moving on the base pass. A lot of hit and runs, right? And then that kind of like died in September. And they went 12 and 15 in September. Now, I'm not saying that that's a direct correlation. I'm not saying they went from 22 and 6 to 12 and 15 because they weren't running. But I do think that that's going to be a very important part of, of Mike Schilt's uh, prerogative as a manager. And I hope it is because it's more exciting. And you know what? It keeps everyone on their toes. Uh, I do think it will be. Uh, but then again, as compared to what Mr. Matheny did, I can't imagine it being worse or even on that level. Uh, will the Cards have a new long-term center fielder next year? Uh, that has been a revolving door. I think the Cardinals are hoping uh, and will do everything they can to make sure that Harrison Bader is their everyday long-term center fielder. Uh, again, maybe he ends up being like Kevin Kiermeyer, whose name I'm probably mispronouncing too, or uh, uh, you know something like that, uh, best-case scenario. We'll see. Uh, Mike Shield got too comfortable receiving the extension. <laughs> Ah, uh, Graham, I appreciate that. Mendoza starting the season at Double A from Patrick B. You know, Pat, I would think that he does start right back there. He has a lot of work to do. You know, in my Dirty 35 write-up of Evan Mendoza, uh, I mentioned that he's in the same kind of position that Tommy Edmond was entering the 2018 season, right? In 2017, Tommy Edmond, because of injury, uh, found his way to Springfield. He wasn't ready for it, but he did okay. He didn't do great. He did okay. Uh, he never embarrassed himself. Now, Evan Mendoza got the aggressive promotion in 2018 to Palm Beach and hit. It was rare. That kind of shit never happens. It's not easy to hit in the Florida State League. And then he got an advanced promotion to Springfield, uh, which he wasn't ready for. And you know what? He never embarrassed himself. He wasn't great, but he never embarrassed himself. So, yes, I would expect him to start in AA this coming season, just like Tommy Edmond did the year before. I would expect him to actually, kind of like Tommy Edmond did, get his feet underneath him and hit very, very well. And I wouldn't be surprised if, just like with Tommy Edmond in 2018, we see uh, uh, Evan Mendoza in Memphis by the end of 2019. Look, Evan Mendoza is a better player than a lot of people are giving him credit for, than any other scouting service is giving him credit for. More than likely, he and Edwin Figuera are the two best defensive infielders on the team, or in the organization. Uh, he's not gonna, he's not gonna, 
His strikeout number is going to go down. His walk number is going to go up. I don't expect him to have a lot of power. That's always going to be the issue with him. Uh, you know, he's a 10 to 15 home run guy at max. He's probably only, honestly, like, because he's a singles hitter, he's probably only a 20 to, or a 15 to 25 doubles guy, too. Uh, we're just gonna have to uh, we're just gonna have to wait and see. But yeah, I do expect. And Pat B, I'm sorry for going on a, a ramble there. Uh, to answer your question, yeah, I do expect Evan Mendoza to start at Double A, unless he's made tremendous gains this off season and earns a promotion to Triple A before the season starts. One thing that fans uh, fam was an enigma, but would you rather have fam than Bader? Yeah, I would. Um, the one thing that fans don't really realize about the Cardinals and how they assign players is as these players enter spring training, the Cardinals are like, they're open-minded. They have an idea of where they want to put someone. Uh, they have, like, an idea of where they want to put someone. But they're willing to adjust where they're going to put someone if that person uh, excels. Uh, STL Sports Tweet says they agree with uh, Josh 100%. Uh, I don't know what Josh says. Hold on. I'm going to go back to Josh. What did Josh say? Uh, Carpenter is going to surprise people with his defense. Agree or no? Uh I think that Carpenter's defense is going to be exactly what it was last year at third base. I think it's just average where the metrics will prove that it's good. But the issue with Carp is that, well, I go to my left arm, is that right arm. I, I, look, I think he's going to be a fine, an okay, serviceable defensive third baseman. I just worry about the, long, the arm over the long haul. It's been nice to see him, as people tweeted at me, uh, it's nice to see him. Uh, hold on, God, I missed a lot. Oh, my bad. Uh, it's it's nice to see him on Instagram uh, or whatever it is uh, working on third base defense. Uh, look, I've missed a lot of questions. Carpenter playing third is going to hurt his offense. Potentially, I know that's something that Napa really has been very, very uh, keen about pointing out is that like his all of his stats are way down when he's playing D at th when he's playing third instead of playing first. Uh, somebody says you Pandora G forty four says you full of crap. Uh, I am indeed. I I look. I've been talking for an hour and a half. Everything I said is a lie. You think Bader is more a Bo Hart situation or different? I think he's more than a Bo Hart situation. I think he's better than Bo Hart. Uh, he's more talented. He has more pop. He's. I'm not going to say he's more committed than Bo Hart because I don't know how committed Bo Hart was. But I know that Harrison Bader is committed to the craft. I think that it's somewhere in between. Tommy Pham and Bo Hart, if that makes any sense. Uh, uh, I'm going to Rushman, the catcher from, uh, 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 son of a bitch, from Oregon State, or Bobby Witt Jr., who would I take? Look, I'm, I'm all about hedging my bets, and I would go with the collegiate catcher over uh, Bobby Witt Jr. Although I love Bobby Witt Jr., it's just that if all things are the same, I'm taking uh, the collegiate catcher who handles a pitching staff and who can hit over a high school age kid. That's just that's how I roll. Now, who do I think will have a better career? I don't know. I, I like Rushman a lot. Uh, Bader's a hell of an athlete for sure. Uh, is a plan to have O'Neill take over left field after this year from Edwin Pavizic? Pavisic? I'm sorry if I pronounced your name. I'm such an asshole. Uh, stop acting like you work for ESPN from Pandora. I, <laughs> I like this guy. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. What was the question? Uh, give me Aaron Miles over Bohart every day. Uh, so the plan for O'Neill right now is absolutely 100% for him to take over for Marcelo Zuna in left field. The tough thing with Tyler O'Neill is it doesn't do him any good to go down to AAA. It actually hurts him, I think, in the long run. What Tyler O'Neill needs is 400 major league at-bats this coming year between left field, right field, and center field. Uh, at least 400 major league at-bats. Uh, that's the only way that you're going to be able to maximize him in 2020 uh, out of left field. Uh, you nailed the last name. Pavizic? 
oh, God, I can't do it again. Is DeWitt cheap from St. Louis Sports? I don't view, look, I don't view Bill DeWitt as cheap. I view him as thrifty. I view Bill DeWitt as a little too financially ca- like cautious for his own good. I think he tries to outsmart the system. I think that's why we see all of these early uh, extensions. Uh, but is he cheap? No, he's not cheap. I think he's just a businessman. Uh, ben says his projections have O'Neal at 415 plate appearances. Again, I'm going to say it one more time. Uh, ben does an amazing job with these projections. He'll start writing individual articles about them on Saturday. I think there's like 100 of them. I think Cardinals gifted like 70 million pictures for Ben. Uh, but we'll see. Dylan Carlson, starter or reserve in the future? I think Dylan Carlson, I think we all think Dylan Carlson has a chance to be a very good uh, corner outfielder for the Cardinals for the long term. It's just a matter of letting it all happen, which is still a little ways in the future. Uh, can y'all imagine a 20... 20- Don't say y'all! Can you imagine a 2020 outfield of Broniel, Bader, and Harper? Uh, I would love that. Yeah, we all want that. I, I would love that a lot. Uh, let's see. Bill DeWitt uh, is the guy that buys a lemon car on Craigslist and insists it's a good investment. Oh, God. You know who that was more than anything uh, that buys a lemon car and insists it's a good investment? Walt Jockety was more that than anything. Uh, let's see. I'm from Tennessee, Kyle. I know, Josh. I think I got on you last week about this, too. I just wanted to have some fun. Uh, don't say y'all. Uh, let's see. Again, a little while back, I think, uh, uh, what's his name? He, he goes by the spider pig. It's that one guy who's always hitting on Ashley. What's his name? Uh, uh, Jacob Miller. Jacob Miller asks, uh, FMK, Bush Light, Natty Light, or PBR? I'm marrying PBR. I'm having sex with Bush Light, and I'm killing Natty Light. I can't do the Natty Light thing. Uh, I'm from Alabama. We appreciate people from Alabama. You're allowed to say y'all. That's good. Uh, let's see. Y'all, 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 uh, Texans too. Well, okay, so let me take it back. If Mr. Hicks says that you can say y'all, then you guys can say uh, y'all. That works for me. Someone has to be from Texas here. They'd be y'all. Uh, let's see. Um, fan, let's see. Let's talk about prospects that will rise to our attention this year from MLB Trades. So we've got a whole list uh, of uh, not an. Oh, Klutz says he's not an O'Neill fan. I hope ultimately end up way wrong on this one. Now, Klutz, I'm going to tell you that as someone who is a huge Tyler O'Neill fan, I understand where you're coming from. You see that 40% strikeout rate, and you think, oh, no, thank you. And you see him swinging and missing at sliders that or that uh, Randall Gritchick used to. I get that. But what I will tell you as somebody who watched him a great deal at the minor leagues, even before he entered the Cardinal system, the hitter that he's been at the major leagues in limited time is not the hitter that he's shown in the minor leagues. Now, you could say that about nearly every hitter that ends up fizzling out at the major leagues. But I think that he has a chance to be something a little bit better. Now, I get it, and I know people like that whole L.A. series where he and Bader were colliding with each other and uh, uh, trade Brett Cecil for lasagna. That's a great question. I love that. It's like we're all Garfield in here. Uh, and I understand that. But he's a better defensive fielder than that, too. That was a whole weird thing. I don't know what happened. Uh, let me say this. As blindfolded as I am for my love for Tyler O'Neill, I am not ignorant to the fact that there is a very good chance that he could fizzle out. Harper not being signed yet makes me think... Uh, son of a bitch, wow. Uh, Harper not being signed yet makes me think both who cares and also why not. Uh, if he keeps his Prince Albert clean and off the DL this year, O'Neill will be fine. That's a good point, Maggie. Uh, can this team win with Dexter Fowler in right field? Uh, oh man, if the pitching pitches as well as it's capable of pitching, then it can. Kyle, thoughts on Carpenter, Cardinal signing Pat Mahomes as a shortstop? Uh, I think you give him two years, uh, 10 or $100 million. And then you let him be your, uh, your caddy too, or you let him be your golf expert too in the clubhouse. Uh, let's see. I thought that was Colorado. Everybody do the flop. 
let's see. What are we talking about? Think O'Neal will be streaky like Grit, uh, uh, Randall Gritchick? So the thing about that type of hitter, right, the all-or-nothing hitter, is they're, they're very, like, fundamentally all, like, they're streaky. That's just kind of like the type of hitter they are. I don't expect them to be as streaky as Randall Gritchick. I, I'm telling you, I, unless he's just overwhelmed by Major League action, the hitter that we've seen out of Tyler O'Neill is not the hitter that we've seen uh, that he's capable of. He's better than that. By the way, look at this. Prospects after dark hat. God, I love it so much. Uh, I know Fowler is a big question mark, but his smile at winter warm-up warms my heart. He's a, Look, he's such a, an awesome guy. I hope you're right, Kyle. I think more at-bats will definitely help him. I hope it doesn't hurt the team. Yeah, me too, Klutz. Uh, can we talk about how sexy Eloy Jimenez is at the plate? I would gladly. like. Uh, look, if there wasn't for uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Eloy Jimenez would be my number one prospect. Uh, does Jairo Munoz ever lock down a starter role? So I think that the definition of a starter role is changing a little bit. And I think Jairo Munoz's best effort, his best chance is... Uh, to, to be like a 500 plate appearance utility infielder, outfielder kind of thing. Chances Pauly D leads the team at home runs. You know, I'll say there's a 50% chance that Paul DeYoung leads the team at home runs. <sighs> Velo Derby, please. Uh, the disrespected Fernando Tatis Jr. Sorry, Quinn. Look, I like him a lot. I think he's a top five prospect in baseball. At the very least, a top ten prospect in baseball. But I'm going Vladdy the Neloy. Uh, do you all see Mahomes crushing it at top golf? That was awesome. Who's the regular starter that gets traded before the deadline this year? Uh, not No one for the Cardinals. They're not going to trade any of their starters at the deadline. They don't have the balls. Can't wait to see Jag pinch run and walk off a big win this year. Uh, that Boy, uh, that really hits hard as I start thinking about Jag rounding third to score the winning run and then falling over. Uh, you talk fast as fuck from Amanda, uh, from Amanda Becker. I know. I try not to. Look, I don't want to talk this fast, uh, but the very, very essence of pad is that you talk and uh, you try to get to as many questions as possible. In uh, an outfield of Fowlers, does Ricky make it? Yeah, from Jay Duda, yes, absolutely. All right, so real fast, we've got some questions in the queue over here. I'm going to get to them real fast. Uh, fam was an enigma, but would you rather have? We already did that one. Um, defense agree or not. You think Bader is more Bo Hart? No, we went over that. Uh, plan to have O'Neill take over left field this year. Jerko traded by deadline. Uh, somebody asked, WC Lee 2001 asks, Jerko traded by deadline, number of games played for cards this year. I don't know. I, I think either Jose Martinez or Jed Jerko will be traded in the next couple weeks. Uh, I'll say that Jed Jerko plays, gets into 100 games, starts 50 of them, and uh, does not get traded at the deadline. What Netflix show should you binge? Uh, Sex Education. Watch that. Uh, it's a cute little British show that isn't too British. Uh, it's funny. You'll like it. Uh, is Gritchick having a resurgence? I think that what we're seeing out of Randall Gritchick in Toronto is the hitter that he was always capable of being. I don't think it'll be anything more than what you've seen this year. I just think it'll happen for a couple years. Uh, let's see. Can this team win with Dexter and Wright? What John Greco asked a little while ago, what if Ozuna has a monster year? That would be huge. Like, if you want to talk about the way that the Cardinals get to 96 wins, it's with Marcelo Zuna having a monster year. Who wins AL rookie, Vladdy Jr., Eloy, or Taylor Ward? Taylor Ward, Graham, I'm going to mark it. Uh, can we use pad gear profits to pay for your LASIK? Uh, uh, no. No, pad gear goes strictly to my bourbon budget and candy. Ashley asked a little while ago, too British. Now, uh, last, yesterday I was at the coffee house. And one of my, uh, one of the, like, the regulars there, his name's Elijah, he's married to a lovely young lady named Lauren, uh, we were talking about shows on Netflix, and he recommended Polar with Mads Michelson, who I'm gonna watch, I started watching and I got delayed doing the Dirty 35. But he said what he really liked about, uh, and again, I love the ultra-British humor. 
humor, as my dad would say. I love that ultra British humor. Uh, but he said he liked it because it didn't seem like over the top British. He said it was like, it was accessible. And sometimes he feels like when he watches British shows, it's not like, it's something over his head. And he didn't feel that way. So that's more what I meant than anything. Do the Blue Jays hold back Vlad Jr. for the first few weeks? Fuck yeah, they do. Of course they do. Because all these owners are cowards. Uh, got a right. Uh, they're not going to contend. Uh, let's see. Uh, Polar is great. That's what, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Eller Market, uh, mentions that Polar is great. I watched like the first 45 minutes, uh, like the first half an hour and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And then I just got way late doing something else. As soon as Grichik has expectations, he disappoints. But the problem is like we as Cardinal fans, as a group, as a collective, we put some pretty unrealistic expectations on the players. You know, if we get one cent that they're, they have the potential to be really great, if they're not like a perennial all-star, if they don't show all-star ability on a consistent basis, then we tend to like eat at them as if we're vultures or velociraptors. Uh, it's, it can be kind of rough to be a Cardinal fan. All right, so real fast, uh, we're going to start wrapping this thing up. We're not going to complete the end of it, but we're going to start wrapping it up. Uh, as, as you know, over at Birds on the Black, we have some pretty amazing stuff happening. Uh, between my Dirty 35, which will come out, I think, I think my plan right now is on February 10th, I'll release the graduates. On February 11th, I'll, I'll release the 10 men that I left off of the Dirty 35. And then on the 12th, we'll roll with our number 35 prospect. Uh, starting next Saturday, this coming Saturday rather, Ben Cerruti's gonna have his projection systems up. Cards Gifts doing the, the artwork for that. Uh, I'm sure Nicholas Childress will be involved in some capacity. Uh, again, if you feel free to slide into Alex Chrisafoli, hit him on Twitter. Uh, AlexCard79, I think is what it is, uh, which makes a lot more sense now as he's entering his 40th birthday here on uh, uh, Tuesday. Tell Alex happy birthday. I love Alex. He's one of my favorite people. Uh, uh, other than that, stay tuned. Tara Woman's got her winter warm-up thing. Her and Alex have been doing chirps. It's been incredible. Uh, so to all of my birds on the black people, I raise my glass. Cards, cards, who is doing an amazing original sin or a cardinal sin thing that has kind of hit a, hit the back burner. To all the birds on the black people, I raise my glass. Uh, it's a damn privilege to be a part of that group. Uh, they're all more talented than I am. Uh, and if you like this, then you're going to love all their stuff. Mm. Queso or Rotel from JH Pascal 17. Queso. Give me that queso, boy. Or girl. Uh, Peaky Blinders is amazing. I've only caught like the first half of the first season of Peaky Blinders, and I love it. That Cillian Murphy is amazing. Uh, exactly. Cheers to the Bot B family. Oh, real fast. Cheers to the Whitewater attorney, to Adam Van Grack and Caleb. Uh, you guys are great, and you're amazing, and I feel privileged to call you, uh, like, your Twitter friends, right? And your pad people. But, uh, I, I consider you friends. So do you. I raise my glass. My favorite candy. Hold on. Mm. What's my favorite? Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I'm a bit of a homer that way, even though the name's spelled differently. Uh, let's see. Thanks for the Cardinals talk. Hey, it's my pleasure, uh, Waltzy77. Uh, if you eat guacamole, is it considered cannibalism? It was something Ashley and I talked about earlier, earlier in the week. It is cannibalism. Uh, there's two ways that I can be a cannibal. It's if I eat dog or if I eat guacamole or avocado. Uh, eating human, I'm not one of them. So I can eat as much human as I want. As a matter of fact, I've got a pretty steady diet of human right now. Uh, he, he get it because your last name, ha, get it because your last name is Reese. Thanks, Pat B. Uh, but your head, I know, right? Look, here's what I say. You only live once, so if you gotta eat your own, you eat your own. 
Uh, guac is gross from Victoria Dryden. That's a hot take. Uh, eating guac right now from Schiltface. Good for you. Kyle Bundy. I'm just an ancestor of good old my Uncle Ted. Uncle Ted taught me right. Uh, the pretty steady diet of human episode. I like that. I like that. Uh, you know what? Uh, cards, cards. Our cards, cards. Cards, gifts. Go ahead and DM me the uh, pretty steady diet of human, and we'll make that the title for this. Uh, no, so we would have co-father of the year between uh, Adam Van Grack and Jordan uh, Jason Hicks. Uh, Nick Senzel, will he be on the Reds roster this year? From King Drew 32. Great question. Yes, he will. It won't be at the start, and it won't be like two weeks into the year or three weeks into the year, but it will be by the end of the year. Uh, something about the show makes me crave guac. It's this thing right here. It's this fucking weird-ass shaped thing here, and then this weird-ass shaped thing here, and then whatever weird-ass shit is happening here that basically looks like a sad guacamole. 20 days until college baseball season starts. Uh, uh, Macklin, Macuff, I am looking forward to talking to you about the season. There aren't a whole lot of people that I know that watch college baseball, so I'm glad that you do. I know you're an Arizona, Arizona State fan, right? Or Arizona, one of the two. I think Arizona State. Uh, I'll keep an extra close eye on that team just so I can talk about it with you. How about Hunter Green? What do I, uh, what do I know about Hunter Green? Look, I know, let me tell you this. I watched a little bit of Hunter Green this year. I'm impressed by him. I like his body type. I like his athleticism. I think people overrate him just a little bit, but I haven't seen enough of him to really formulate an opinion. Uh, I think he's solid. I think he's good. Uh, other than that, I'm, I'm not gonna, I, I don't know enough. I don't know enough. The, so the thing about me and prospects, right, is I used to be so dialed in on what was going on major league wide, but over the last two years for you, for the prospects after dark community, for the birds on the black community, I've devoted so much time and energy into just the Cardinals so that I could give you the most information, the most accurate information that I'm capable of giving. Uh, and because of that, I've kind of fallen off on the national spotlight. Like, there would be times when I would read about prospects all about all throughout baseball, and now I watch Cardinal minor league games and try to formulate the information myself. So, unfortunately, one of the 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 and this is part of the reason why, like I talk about, maybe in the next couple of years, you know, not necessarily writing or being like a prospect expert for the Cardinals. I I miss watching baseball. Like everything's analytics now, and for me, like not about the sport, but like I'm over analyzing everything. I just kind of miss baseball being baseball, but. Uh, anyways, and also like knowing what's going on in other systems. I, I devote all of my free time, uh, when it's not Little League or work or work or whatever, Ashley, who is, I would spend every second I could with, uh, to the Cardinal system. Whereas I used to be more devoted to all of the minors. So, uh, family stuff, all that, you know what I mean? So anyways, it'd just be nice to kind of get back to that. So I don't know as much about Hunter Green as I did when he was drafted. I've lost all that information. Instead, now I know about Justin Torner and Alex Fagalde and, uh, my brain is fucked. Uh, come to Springfield. I'll be there from Shield Face. I would love that. So again, as we get to that, my plan is at some point during the year we'll have uh, Prospects After Dark Night. Again, unsponsored, so there won't be like tickets or anything. You'll have to get your own tickets. But to Peoria, Springfield, and Memphis, I doubt Palm Beach. Uh, but those three places I would like to do like a meet and greet uh, with the Prospects After Dark family, the Birds on the Black family. Uh, so again, as we talk about the Birds on the Black and Prospects After Dark family, I raise my glass to you, the pad people. You're the ones who make this worth it. Uh, you and Taylor Ward and Graham make it all worth it. But again, you know, we joke. Uh, I love each and every one of you. Uh, Sundays can be really difficult. And I hope that on the Sabbath here, as we celebrate our Lord and Savior, Kyle Reese, uh, we all can joke and have fun and realize that every, even the dumb jokes are lighthearted.
You know what I mean, guys. Look, life is short. Let's just have some fun in the meantime. Shieldface asked, what about Connor Green? Uh, no longer in the Cardinals system. I don't have much to say other than that guy cannot throw a strike. But his fastball's good, and if he would just stop slowing down his arm to throw his curveball, he'd probably be even better. Uh, the show's really going to your head from Josh. Yeah, you guys know I'm just joking. Do you know about how early in the year you will be in Springfield? Uh, Quinn, you tell me. Look, I, I'd like to get there as soon as possible. But again, because of a family situation, it's tough for me to really pinpoint if and or when I'll be able to come down. Uh, I just did this sober. My head hurts. Again, I wouldn't recommend doing anything involved with me sober. I think Ashley can attest to that. Ozuna, Carp, Goldie DeYoung, over under 100 home runs. I'll say, oh my god. I'll say under. Uh, the Church of Pad serves avocados and bourbon for communion. Oh, avocado wafers and bourbon out of the chalice. I love it. Do you, did you follow? Oh, hey, J. David Reed. Hey, J. David. How are you, man? Uh, did I follow Sandy Alcantara's season? Look, I know that he was, he was pretty good in AAA. I know it never really materialized at the major league level. And I will tell you that, like, all the issues that he had in the Cardinals organization didn't really seem to disappear. Uh, I imagine that in the long run, he's going to be an important piece for Miami's bullpen or whatever team ends up with him in the long run. But he still doesn't strike out as many people as he should. And he still has a command control issue. I hope his shoulder is healed from John Greco. I do too. Yeah, I get it. I don't get done with this semester of college until May. That's why I was asking. Well, how about this? Uh, I'm going to plan. I would like to do this all early. So I'm going to, well, here's the thing is I'm going to spend as much time in the central part of Illinois as I am capable of spending so I can be with Ashley. So if that ends up like finding its way into Peoria, hopefully it'll happen in Peoria. But I would like to go out of my way to get into Memphis and get into Springfield early. Uh, also, like, you know, my good friend who writes for Cardinals Conclave, uh, Colin Garner, is in his last year at Drury, and I want to be down there. I'd like to watch him play baseball. Uh, hopefully we can make it happen. Hopefully we can make it happen early. Clutch said Merrifield signed with KC. I think that was, what, four years, 16? That's what somebody said earlier. Uh, one more time, look, I'm just going to raise my glass one more time to the pad people, uh, all of you for making this worth having and, and worth doing, uh, and also to <clears throat> uh, uh, the Birds on the Black people who I absolutely love. Stay tuned to Birds on the Black. Uh, Birds on the Black. As you guys know, Cardinals Gifts is the most amazing human being on earth, uh, at the very least in the Cardinals, uh, the Cardinals community. Look at this mug. It's amazing. Uh, and then on top of that, Ben Cerruti's got some awesome things planned. Tara and Alex have been doing amazing stuff. And uh, we've got uh, uh, we've got some amazing stuff planned for you for the 2019 season. Uh, hopefully, I can ramp it up. But to all of you, uh, to the birds on the black family, to the pad family, I raise my glass. You're magical. Oh, uh, you better make it happen to visit us when we come to St. Louis this year, Mr. Hicks. I will do everything I can. I really, really feel like I screwed up by not seeing you guys last weekend. I'm sorry about that. Stupid weather, man. I hate weather. <sighs> Jesus. Chirps has been awesome. I agree. Uh, let's see. I raise my glass to all of you. I think this is, might be our longest pad ever. Uh, so for everybody at Prospects After Dark, everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, if you watch this or if you are listening to this, you are part of the Reese Resistance. Um, it's a damn pleasure to do this. Dirty 35 is just a couple weeks from happening. On Saturday, Ben will start releasing his projection system uh, via article form at Birds on the Black. Keep an eye on it. Uh, for everybody, one more time. For my, for my brother Michael, my brother Scott, my brother Jim, my father Jim, uh, uh, my mother Denise, uh, for the lovely and talented Ashley Crow, uh, for Cardinals Gifts at Birds on the Black, uh, I say happy hunting. I love each and every one of you. 
And, uh, you know, let's fucking do this. 3035 in weeks. I'm so excited to get it out to you. So much time spent on it. Enjoy. That's all I got. And I love Cardinal's gifts. I want to say that one more time. He's amazing.